What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but you know what we got to do first. We got to talk about a little things to bring in the money. We are brought to you by the Patreon. That's right. There is a Patreon that includes ad-free versions of this podcast. Are you sick of me plugging the Patreon? Go to the Patreon and sign up. This is going to be the first episode in the history of the show that has a mid-roll ad. If you want to hear this ad-free, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. Also, you get the video version first. You get the whole video back catalog. You get the uncensored videos, like the recent Bad Kitty episodes. It's 40 minutes longer on Patreon. 40 minutes. Because it's not suitable for YouTube. If you go at the low, low, low $3 tier, it helps support the show for less than 10 cents a day, for less than the cost of a beer. So do me a solid. Go to patreon.com slash Slayer and join the community. Support the show. We are also brought to you by my Twitch stream. That's right. I'm still Twitch streaming. If you're listening to this on Thursday, Thursday is community game night, so come hang out at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Come join the community. Come play some Goose Goose Duck with the community. It's a lot of fun. And if you have Amazon Prime, throw me that Prime sub. Cost you nothing. Once again, at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Last but not least, the absolutely easiest way to support the show is two simple things. I guess it's two things. The easiest ways, I guess the easiest ways to support the show. First and foremost, tell your friends about the show. If you enjoy what you hear, you're enjoying the guests, tell your friends. Be like, that Matt Slayer guy is a piece of shit, but he has some cool people on. Or whatever you, know, you want to tell them. Just tell them to check out the show. The second super easy way to help the show is go to youtube.com slash and now we drink. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Interact with the posts. It, the algorithm loves that shit. Costs you nothing. Couple seconds. Helps the visibility. Helping me grow this motherfucker. Because we're not stopping. We can't stop. Won't stop. Let's get on with it. My guest this week is adult performer and soon to be a feature in a club near you, Miss Haley Spades. We talk about that stripper life. We talk about New Orleans. We talk about drinking. We get silly. Haley has some really fun stories from her time in New Orleans. Oh, I'm chef's kiss on some of them. Chef's kiss. It was a really good time. A fun episode. Be sure to check her out at Sapphire, New York in May for the feature gig if you're out in New York. Otherwise, request her at your local club. But anyways, sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. What the hell's going on? Welcome. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to the you know, the humble abode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Um, I'm great, actually. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm actually like being on time for once. Like the last couple of shows, like guests have shown up. I've been like, fuck. Like pretending I'm professional. And you were actually early, which is a fucking rarity in this business yeah i always overestimate the traffic honestly <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> cheers by cheers. the way <laughs> Ooh. oh my god i spilled it on myself <laughs> i always do that <laughs> 45 seconds into the show folks and she's already wet <laughs> oh. 
Here we are. You're a brand new starlet into the I biz. Am. I am, yes. Are you enjoying your time so far? Yeah, I'm having so much fun, actually, and almost, like, too much fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too much fun? How can you have too much know. fun? I don't know. I guess I'm living that L.A. fast life, right? <laughs> How is the shock from going from Louisiana to L.A. so far? Oh, man, it's been almost a year since I have, like, made my move. And it's been great, actually. But yeah, it's definitely it was definitely a big culture shock almost in a sense. But like now, whenever I go back to New Orleans, I'm like, whoa, like New Orleans is just a whole different beast. Now that I look back on it, I don't know how I lived there for so long. <laughs> New Orleans is a whole nother fucking world. Yeah. Yeah, I like L.A. L.A. though is like. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like more up my alley, like the music scene and everything, like the partying. I don't know. I'm a little bit of a party girl, so I like it. <laughs> what are you beginning into? Like what kind of shows? Like what's happening? Man, I, I was going to almost every Insomniac event for a minute, like all the festivals. And uh, what else was I doing? Oh, my God. I mean, that's about it. I just, yeah, I like to go out and go out in West Hollywood sometimes with my gay friends um what else am i doing but i've kind of toned that down a little bit because i've been traveling more so now, that's a bummer yeah, well no. i mean <laughs> depending if you're traveling for work or pleasure if you're traveling Both. for pleasure that's awesome if you're traveling purely for work and it's cutting into your life that, mm, it's not as nah. not as good you know it's like both though like i've been going to miami because i dance at 11 so like that's like fun and work you know so I like that. And then I have a special trip actually next weekend that I'm going out of the country for. That's for work and pleasure, too. Where are you going? Go to Mexico. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Where in Mexico? Tulum. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like to be the spot recently. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're really into music, it's like the adult Disneyland for like electronic music lovers, as they say. (laughs) I had no idea. All I... All I see is these Instagram influencers like, I'm going to Tulum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to shoot some really nice content out there, so I'm really excited. You got someone lined up to shoot it with? or? Um, I do, but I don't want to spill all the secrets just yet. All right, <laughs> fine. I don't get the exclusive. Fine, <laughs> fine. I have never actually been to Tulum, like, or actually barely Mexico. I've only been to Tijuana, so. <laughs> what did you do in Tijuana? Got stupid. <laughs> That's what everybody does in Tijuana. Have you been? No, but I've heard about it because sometimes I go and dance down in San Diego and everybody's like, oh, you know, if you cross the border to Tijuana, they got better strip clubs down there. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> TJ doesn't really seem to have strip clubs as much no. as they just have brothels, brothels that, yeah. that look like strip clubs. Yep. That, yeah, that's the whole joke. They're like, if you go to Tijuana, they're better. <laughs> <laughs> I made the fucking mistake of going into one of the brothels with some friends and thinking it was a, just a strip club where, like, you know, extras happened. <laughs> and I'm we're chilling at the tables, and I didn't realize at the time, like, the girls can't leave your table as long as you're buying them drinks. Okay. Like, that, that's club policy or whatever. As long as, like, <laughs> dudes are buying you drinks, you have to stay at their table. My one buddy picked out a girl that he, you know, wanted to hook up with. <laughs> And she had a friend that, like, we had to entertain because she was nervous about entertaining a black man by herself. It was oh. really kind of fucked up. But Okay. <laughs> uh, we're there, and we're just chilling at the table. Like, my buddy makes the deal, and they go off. And every couple minutes, this girl, she doesn't speak English. She's just, like, makes that gesture at me. I'm like, no, I, I'm cool. Wow. <laughs> 
And my third friend who had another girl with him who spoke English was like, why are you guys here if you're not buying? I'm just like, we're here to support a friend. It's like, I'll, I'll, t- I, I'll happily tip all night. Yeah, yeah, but you're like, I'm not trying to go into one of those bedrooms. <laughs> right, well, I also didn't realize I was in a brothel. I thought I was in a strip club. You know, as someone who dances, you know, extras happen in strip clubs all over America. Yep, yep. They sure do. And no one's offended when you're like, I don't want extras. Yeah. I'm just here to be in a strip club. I'm like, awesome. You're my customer. <laughs> right. I'm, so after the fact, I'm like, oh, that was just a brothel. I feel really bad about wasting that girl's time. Uh, don't feel bad. It happens. <laughs> it's, it's, it's up to the girl, though, at that point, you know, to like take the initiative to be like, I'm going to walk away. Well, I mean, if you're buying her drink, she really couldn't. Right. <laughs> Every time she needed another drink, yeah, I, got another, I was tipping her on it. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you didn't waste her time then as long as you were tipping her. Yeah, but... But she wanted, like, she wanted to, like... Well, <laughs> you figure her dollars per hour. It's like yeah. some dude having you at the table and, like, you know, throwing you a couple bucks buying you drinks versus taking you back for a private. Yeah, I mean, she should have just been like, don't buy me any more drinks. Like She didn't I'm speak gonna... English. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's that's tricky. That's how it is in Miami, kind of. A lot of the girls that I work with don't speak English, and I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> hola. <laughs> <laughs> how are the Miami strip clubs these days? Because my very first strip club experience, and this is 20 years ago, was in Miami. Yeah, well, I only work at 11, and that's like the big daddy of like all strip clubs, I find, honestly, because I've worked all over the country. But 11 is crazy. And I mean, honestly, it's the busiest I've seen a strip club since pre-pandemic. It's I, I think it's busier than ever. It's crazy. It's really good money right now. That's why I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> I'm jumping on a plane. It has to be if you're flying clear across fucking country mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Plus, they have like a really strict protocol where you have to work once every 28 days to hold a contract there. So if I, for some reason, lapsed that, I would lose my contract and have to get hired all over again. And that's like, I don't want to do that. That was nerve wracking enough. And don't worry. Soon enough, you'll be like, I'm famous enough that you guys got to ask me back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been led to believe you're going to be out feature dancing yeah. real soon. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I, I've always loved dancing, especially in the strip clubs. But like going the next like level and featuring it has always been like a dream of mine in a sense because as a stripper i would see these girls come in and feature and i'd be like wow it looks like so much fun you know to have people come to a strip club to see you put on a performance a special one at that so i was like i want to do that <laughs> well and that you can charge insane money for yeah, private dances yeah oh yeah and fucking yeah. insane and they'll pay it and they'll oh, pay it i know it's it's fucking nuts <laughs> So I started off in the industry as a, a roadie for girls, like mm-hmm. going with features, going to conventions and shit like that. So like I've done a bunch of the circuit and it's like it's wild to me. It's just like, really? You guys drove fucking multiple states away to see yeah. this performer? Yeah. And you're just that's got to be like a paycheck for you, bro. OK, cool. You got some diehard fans out there, like even at music festivals, I'll have people come up to me because they recognize me. And I'm like, Wow. I'm, like, known in the wild. <laughs> Are generally people pretty cool about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very respectful. I've never had anybody, like, weird. I've had a few people, like, be, like, hesitant. Like, they'd be like, are you Haley Spades? And I'd be like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you want to take a picture? Because they'd always seem really shy. 
Like they thought it was a good idea and then they like got really like scared once I started like talking to them. And so I would always be like, do you want to take a picture? Tag me. You know, I'm, I'm always very nice with my fans whenever I meet them in public. As long as they're respectful, I'm respectful. Well, and that's how it should be. I can understand why they'd be nervous because it's like, that's kind of a weird nerve wracking, you know, especially if they have you like on a pedestal as you know, a performer. And then you add in like, Oh, if I'm wrong, I'm just asking some random woman if, like, she's an adult performer. <laughs> yep, yeah. Which could go over really poorly if... Yep, yeah, it could. I mean, but so far, so good for me. There was one guy, um, I was at Mayan Warrior in October in L.A., and it was one of, like, the security guards and VIP, actually. I had a VIP pass, and the security guard came up to me, and he, he like, he was very nervous, like, whispering to me. He was like, are you Haley? And I was like, yes, I am. And he was so excited to meet me. He wouldn't even put his arm around. He would barely even touch me for like the picture. Like he was like, like, I was like, you could touch. <laughs> like, you could like wrap your arm. I was like, I was like, but like, he was very respectful. And that's what I appreciate. Uh, you can't be too careful this day and age. Yeah. I mean, it's not a petting zoo out there. <laughs> it's not a petting zoo, but it's also just like, well, I got to 100% make sure that I'm consent with, you know, yeah. You ever see Keanu Reeves? He's like floating around every woman. Yeah. Because <laughs> the last thing in the world you want to be caught up in some bullshit, like, yeah. On something as simple as, like, I put my arm around. Canceled, yeah. Yeah. Or some fucking criminal liability or something. Yeah, shit. absolutely. All of a sudden, Haley sees it's like, I'm suing that security guard. He put hands on me. Yeah, he assaulted me. No, he did not. He was very nice. <laughs> you're safe, bro. Yeah, you're safe. You're good. You're good. <laughs> While you're in Tulum, besides shooting content, is there a festival going on? Like, you just... Mm, no, there is not a festival going on, actually. This upcoming week, they have a lot of events going on. But, I mean, it's Tulum. There's always, like, jungle parties happening. Like, there's always something going on. Like, it's like, very electronic music-based. Like, like on jungle beach. music or, like, jungle, like, like actually like in a jungle? jungle. House. Like, jungle house okay. music. Like, think, like, tribal, like, house music. But, like... Well, uh, I, I know what jungle is. I just want to. Yeah. It's Mexico. There could be an actual jungle. Oh, that, that's wait, what I wanted. Well, there is. There is actual jungle parties. Uh, yeah, was, the collectives. If you get in on them, like Burning Man vibes. Like yeah. out in the. Like out, like in the jungle. Like you got to trek through the jungle for that. Like you got, you got. <laughs> that's if you're like a diehard. Like I'm gonna go to a jungle party, but they always have something going on. So I think we're gonna be doing that and like the day clubs and. I think it's like seaweed season right now down there, like crazy. They they have a special word for it. I don't know how to say it, um, but it's like when the seaweed is just so insane that you don't even get in the water. So I'm glad that my Airbnb has a private pool. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but yeah, besides content, I think I might we might go see like the ruins and zip lining. We we're talking about zip lining. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Have you ever gone ziplining before? I have. Um, where did I go ziplining? In Gatlinburg, Tennessee. That was pretty cool. It was like over a canyon or some shit? Over or? the mountains. The Smoky Mountains. Oh, shit. I think it's the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee's the Smoky Mountains. Yes. Okay. It was over the Smoky Mountains. Yep. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that is rad. Only time I've ever gone ziplining is down fucking Fremont in Vegas. Oh, my God. <laughs> You ever done that zipline? No, I don't think I need to. I don't. I don't need to see Vegas <laughs> from a zipline. It's fun. <laughs> you're only like, you're only, you're not even that high. I, mean. I would rather do like a helicopter ride in Vegas. I think that'd be better. 
the the zip line in downtown Vegas is fun. It's only like a couple blocks. Okay. It's like, have you been to Fremont? No. Okay, so downtown Vegas has like this electric canopy over it, like with video monitors and shit, mm-hmm. and you're under the video monitor, so like you're barely above street level. Okay. It's not like insanely high. Okay. And it's like a couple blocks down the fucking road. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah, like you go from like th- maybe three, four stories up. Yeah. And then just yeah, down the street. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I'm excited to do it in Tulum. I don't know how high we're going up. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> like, oh, this is really fucking high. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm really excited to, like, go on a real vacation and, like, go off of, like, my meal plan for the first time in, like, eight months. <laughs> I kind of did it in New Orleans, but I was drinking a lot in New Orleans. So, Oh, my God. You were drinking a lot in New Orleans? How did that Shocker. happen? How oh did God. that happen? I know. I was just drinking a lot in New Orleans. So, like, I was, like, battling, like, hangover the next day and then drinking again. So, I didn't really eat a whole lot while I was in New Orleans, which I kind of wish I did. But I know in Tulum, I'm going to be eating a lot of really good food, and I'm really excited for that. Chances are it'll be healthier than what you would have gotten in New Orleans oh, anyways. absolutely. <laughs> As someone who lived in New Orleans, please tell me, is there a place you can get a vegetable that's not mixed with something else? Like, I don't think I've ever actually seen a fucking vegetable that was not, like, part of, you know, gumbo or jambalaya or some shit. I have never seen one in the wild by itself. Yeah, I mean, you usually order a side of vegetables at a restaurant, but it's going to be slathered in butter. Right. Or, Tony's. Or made in lard. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I have often said, like, I love visiting New Orleans. I could not live there. I would be 500 pounds and sweaty. Hey, the last time I went, I, I did something crazy. It was so funny. I I had been there. I was there for a whole week. And... I was working almost every night, like at my strip club, um, the Penthouse Club in New Orleans. That's like my OG home club. Love that place. Um, I was working there all week. It was like Mardi Gras. Yeah. Oh my God. This wasn't even that long ago. It was like two months ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I went back and I was working every night and I had like, I had made like really good money. I think I had already made like $7,000. So like my last night there, I went to a parade and I was like, you know what? I don't need to go to work. So I called up. Well, wait, let's rewind. I was day drinking. I thought it was a great idea to start day drinking by myself at like 11 a.m. in the French Quarter. Because I was like, this is my city. I know how to handle myself. So I'm drinking, going to all these bars that I love. Like the Hotel Montleon has this really cool carousel bar. That's where I got kind of lit. And I called up two of my friends. And I was like, hey, come drink with me. Let's go to the parade. It was Muses. And they came out. We kept drinking, and then I instigated a threesome with all of us. And then I woke up in a hotel room in, a fr- in the French Quarter hotel room the next morning with my friends, like my friends that were my friends before I moved to L.A. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was, and I had to do like the 8 a.m. walk of shame, but in the French Quarter during Mardi Gras in my own city. At least in New Orleans, I don't think anyone would notice at 8 a.m. Oh, no. Everybody was still out, like, partying at, like, 8 in the morning. Like, it was like, I felt like I was one of those gutter punks for a minute. I was like, man. I was like, I am one of these people right now. Like, I was wearing, like, my outfit. Like, what what was I wearing? I was wearing, like, a pleather skirt, like, a nice blouse and heels. Classic walk of shame. Classic. And I was. I mean, it's only real classic if you're carrying the heels. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I was wearing them. Yeah. So you're from there. You know better than to walk on bourbon fucking barefoot. Oh, man. You're in a shot after that. I've seen that shit. Like, you have to have seen drunk motherfuckers like walking barefoot on bourbon. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you're going to need a tetanus shot after that. You may lose a foot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the last time I went to New Orleans, like two months ago. It got a little wild and I was like, it's time to go back to California. (laughs) Where are your go-to drinking spots in New Orleans when you're home? Mm. Man, it depends on the vibe. I really like the carousel bar. Like I just said, they have really cool craft cocktails and it's a carousel bar. Like it spins. Super cool. It's in the uh, Hotel Montleon. Or there's this new place called the Ghost Bar, which is in the French Quarter. They make like super cool like craft cocktails like they smoke and stuff like that they have a really good espresso martini um what else oh if you want something like grungy um backspace and the gemini they're like right next to each other they're actually right by ghost bar and then the three-legged dog oh i've had nights <laughs> of the three-legged dog so yeah three-legged dogs grungy man that's if like you want to go to a bar and have like bar food where they have like jukebox and last time i was a three-legged dog they did, had a crawfish boil and oh. yeah, oh yeah, you can get crawfish there. I yeah. think I think one of my friends had gotten crawfish that night that we were all like drinking. I remember they were eating crawfish and I was eating like a chicken taco because I hadn't eaten like all day and all I had was alcohol and I was like, I gotta eat. <laughs> Pro tip: the crawfish coming back up from three like a duck burns. Oh They're, no! Yeah, I, I I hit it a lot hard last oh, one of the last no. times I was there and oh no, ended up in three like a dog and. Whoo. Yeah, I feel I feel for you, but man, I love me some crawfish. I didn't eat any while I was there, though. How can you? Oh, that's I so, don't know. I such don't, a fail! Such a fail! I know, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. Like I said, I for some reason wasn't eating that much, and I was like, "Why did I not eat a lot?" So I got drunk every day I was there. I mean, that's half the point. New Orleans is exactly. to eat gluttonous food. Oh man! But on my flight back to California, I was like semi detoxing on that plane like sweating like felt awful i was like oh my god so when i got back to la i was like all right i'm gonna be a good girl right now (laughs) i am sure that flight crew is so used to people coming back just like yep just another flight back from new orleans yep it was crazy oh my god i felt like i felt like a degenerate in my own city i felt like my own city chewed me up and spit me out it's not your city anymore. You left <laughs> it. Ain't, it ain't my city. Hey, in my heart, it still is. You know, it's, that's that's where I'm from. <laughs> what was it like actually coming up there? Because like, pretty much everyone I know that like from New Orleans all moved there like as adults. Um. Well, I mean, I didn't grow up in New Orleans proper. I grew up in the suburbs, which was like 20, 30 minutes out. But still, New Orleans is where you went for all like the par- parades for Mardi Gras. So growing up there, it was all right. But Mardi Gras was like always like a staple. Like growing up, we always had a week off for Mardi Gras from school. That's fucking wild. Yeah, we had a week off for Mardi Gras. So I was so used to that. And then when I turned 18, I went to LSU for one year before I realized I did not like SEC schools. And plus, like, I don't know, Baton Rouge isn't, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. So I started dancing in New Orleans and I was like, why don't I just go to school in New Orleans? So then I transferred and lived in New Orleans from 18 to 22. Yep. So most of my adulthood was actually in New Orleans, underage drinking, all of it. That was all New Orleans. I can't imagine people card that heavy in New Orleans. They don't. (laughs) I had a fake, but they still did not half the time even check it. Yeah, town's full of degenerates. Like, oh, hey, you're are you tipping? Cool. Yeah. Like, if you're much. some 18-year-old who's not tipping, then all of a sudden they may be like, hey, can I see some ID? Yeah. Even like the uh the shot girls, like with the with the what are they called? The test tube shots. Yes, yes. Those girls, they would just be throwing them into your mouth. They don't care how old you are. 
Man. Yeah, they're making their money. Yeah, they're like, we don't care. <laughs> Everyone's on a hustle in that town. Oh, 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 yeah. It's very service industry heavy, heavy. A lot of my friends that I graduated with in college, they're still in the service industry because that's what pays. People don't go to New Orleans to be a marketing executive or anything. I mean, you can, but the jobs are very limited. Yeah, 100%. And like the city, unfortunately, the population is still on a decline. It still hasn't recovered to pre-Katrina numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's not sustainable unless you're in the service industry. You can't make that great of a living there, honestly, in my opinion. There's a few exceptions, obviously. You look at the houses on St. Charles. They're nice. You got some big money in the city, but that's not that's not the story for everybody. <laughs> well, certainly not. Everybody's drinking and partying for the most part. Yeah. Slinging drinks behind a bar. Yeah, my one of my good friends who's now in Austin, like, moved down there as a writer. He's like, yo, this is where real writers, you know, cut their teeth. <laughs> Okay. And he ended up like being a writer slash being like an MC on bourbon. Okay. Just, you know, entertaining <laughs> tourists. Yeah. <laughs> and then a couple other friends who moved down there from Chicago, like one of them moved down there as a bartender. And then now she's managing restaurants and shit yep, like that. Yep. Yeah. It's all service industry. It's a great town. Oh, man. But when, when, when things like the pandemic hit, that hit that city hard, 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 hard. So... I don't know. I'm glad I'm not there anymore. Like, at least, like, not full-time. Like, I go back every once in a while, but I'm glad I'm not there full-time. God is trying to wipe that city off the face of the earth. I mean, literally, it's sinking. <laughs> it's sinking. <laughs> I lost, like, I think I lost almost two cars to flooding there. I lost one, definitely. Like, I had a totaled car because it flooded. Just a regular rain shower. Not even, like, a hurricane. Like, just a normal, random downpour. Lost a car, car totaled, flooded, like up to the windows, like insane. And then the second time I, I moved my car just in time, but whoo, it was almost another loss. <laughs> it's just like that, that city is always sinking, always flooding. Oh my God. I don't, I don't miss that stress. <laughs> now I just have to worry about fire and earthquake. <laughs> you don't really have to worry about earthquakes. No, no. Have you experienced one yet? I, I experienced a minor one. I was working at a club. And I felt like I was actually, well, I was driving to, I was driving to the club. This was like, in the, I want to say like October or November. It, and it struck outside of Carson. And I was close enough that whenever I was driving my car, I like, I was sitting at a light and I felt like a slight wobble. Oh wait, it was September. I felt like a slight wobble and I had just gotten my car the week prior. So I was like, there's something wrong with my car. And then I was like, wait a second, that was an earthquake. That was my first, like, felt earthquake. <laughs> but, yeah, my car was, like, and I was, like, what's wrong with my car? <laughs> Eventually, you'll just be, like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I haven't felt one since. But, yeah, that was the only one I've felt. There's only been, I've been here since 2014. And the only one that, like, even remotely bothered me was, like, the big one we had in July of 19. Like, that was the biggest one that. Southern California's had in like 20 something years. Yeah. So I'm not that worried about it. And I even, don't own property. So I'm like, eh. yeah. <laughs> like insurance will cover that yeah, shit. I'm like, if, well, I don't know. Most places don't even have earthquake insurance. <laughs> earthquakes or earthquakes are something that's not usually covered. It's like flood insurance. It's not something that usually exists. I, I think they have supplemental coverage for earthquakes. Ugh. Man, it's few and far between, though, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like flood insurance. Most people don't have it. Yeah. I didn't have it. But, I mean, whenever my car flooded, it was still, like, a total loss. Like, my insurance was, like, 
we'll we'll pay you out for it but yeah it wasn't like something that like i like paid for exactly i, I already i just had full coverage that's what it was it was good that they covered it. Lucid oh my Impulse. god! Yeah, they actually gave me more than that piece of junk was worth. Hell yeah! yeah. Lucid Impulse. I'm like, that was an act of God. Sorry, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even like the bigger ones, like that one was you know decent size. It definitely like rattled the chandeliers. Oh, like in the Spicy. hallways. I'm like, oh okay, that's a that's a real fucking earthquake. Yeah. And what sucks was one of my buddies was in from Chicago and it. First day in California ever. Just here visiting me, and that happens. He's like, oh. dude, California's telling me I shouldn't be here. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, I'm just happy that happened when it happened because I had just gotten off the can and we were about to get in my elevator. So, like, perfect timing. Yeah. Oh my God. I always hear stories about that when people are like, oh, I was on the toilet and there was an earthquake. I don't, what, what, what is the joke behind that? Is it just like something that people are like, oh my God? I don't know. If I'm in the middle of taking a shit and the world starts shaking, that's not where I want to be. <laughs> Caught with your pants down. <laughs> right. If I have to vacate very quickly, I don't want to have to vacate quickly and then go. Like, vacate quickly and then go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be relaxed when I take a shit. Like, I don't want shitting to be a high-stress situation. <laughs> yeah. I know for men, I, I know for men, taking a shit's like very, like, it's very, it's a very moment special. Of zen. Yeah. <laughs> What, taking a shit's not that important to you? No, I'm on a high-protein diet, so it's, like, not pleasant. <laughs> I'd rather just get it done and over with and go about my life. <laughs> you know, you're not on your phone. Nope. <laughs> They're just gripping on the sides and like, okay, time for liftoff? Yeah, pretty much. That's what happens when you're on a high-protein diet. Everybody, yeah. I mean, you just looked at my fridge. I'm on a fairly high-protein diet, too. Yeah. <laughs> when we went to grab the white claws Haley looked utterly shocked that like you're a single dude what why there's food in there the, the res- hey, you'd be surprised a lot of people don't even have food in their fridge I mean oh if you were here like four days ago there was no food oh. there. <laughs> caught you on a good day huh <laughs> it was one of those like oh yeah I need to actually like stop eating out for a minute and like stock up yeah yeah <laughs> eating out's expensive that's something I've learned with like being on a meal plan and cooking all my own food and being super healthy, my chicken and rice, you know? <laughs> I've realized that I spend so much less money on food now. Like, I'm going to Miami, and I'm actually bringing food this time. Last time I went to Miami, I didn't bring food. You're bringing food down, like... Yeah, I'm bringing... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm trying to look extra snatched for Tulum. But I do have a cheat day on Friday. Like, that's, like, every... It's a, every week on the weekend, I have one cheat day, and that's Friday of this week, so... We're gonna we're gonna enjoy some good food. Don't worry. What happens on the cheat day? What what what's your cheat meal? Um. Oh man. I I usually stick to the same thing, and it's usually only like I'm supposed to only have like a cheat meal. But whenever I travel, I make it into like a day. Don't tell my coach. Um. Um. But my go-to is usually it's either like sushi or ramen or a vegan burger because I don't eat red meat. So like a vegan hamburger, like from Monty's in LA. Oh. Mm, that hits that hits that you know that that spot when you crave a burger but i don't eat red meat so that's why that's a cheat for me why do you not eat red meat it doesn't agree with me like it made me like really sick and i haven't eaten it since i was like 14 so well, that's why it makes you sick you're not used to eating it you just have to train yourself no i'd rather not i don't know i like cows moo <laughs> i like cows too inside no me. no no i don't want to eat them and it doesn't make me feel good like lean lean white meat like chicken turkey 
fish even like that's what i can like pretty much stomach no pork either no no pork oh no it's the other white meat no but pork pork made me really ill like as a kid like it was like actually the first thing i cut out because i was like i cannot eat this and then i cut out the red meat like the, the red meat in total like the beef because i didn't really like it Every once in a while, I crave a burger. I just get a vegan one. You gave up bacon. Oh, that's so sad. Hey, turkey bacon's not that bad. Are or you like kidding? Ve- or vegan bacon. Hey, they have really good vegan bacon. I haven't had it in a while, but it's really good. From Can't. Smart Life, I think. I don't know. It's really good. You can get it at Whole Foods. It's really freaking good. <laughs> I don't believe you. I do not believe you. <laughs> yeah. Turkey my- bacon's always way too fucking dry. Ugh. Those are my those are my usual cheat meals though. I think I, I love that like you think oh, that, man, there that was one sushi time. is a cheat meal. It's like, I know. It's like sushi's I know good it's for weird. you. I know it's a weird cheat meal. Or I think the only time I've ever had something really unhealthy was when I had pizza in New York City. I was in New York City and so I was like, I'm gonna have New York pizza. You have to. Yeah, I had it from what's the one from Spider Man? It's like famous. Ah, there's so many famous New York pizza. No, places. no, it's like oh man, it's from Spider it's from the Spider Man movie. Like, like the like, old like, school Sam Raimi ones or the... No, it's... Oh, man. What is it freaking called? I don't even know. I don't remember what it's called, but literally the OG location, the one that was in the Spider-Man movies, has like a... Like a like something for Spider-Man. Like it has like a Spider-Man like moment in it. Um, and my friend and I, we it took us like two hours to get that freaking pizza because he had a car and GPSed us to the wrong one. Like they have like fake ones that like have like the same name. I wish I remembered the name. Um... Jeez, it starts with a J, I think. It's not Joe's or something like yes, that. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, it is Joe's. <laughs> you, you got it right. I was like, I think it starts with a J. Yeah, it was Joe's Pizza. And we accidentally GPS to the wrong one. And we realized that it was the wrong one. It wasn't Joe's Pizza. It was a fake Joe's. It was a catfish. And we were supposed to go see a Broadway show. And we were running so behind. But you know what? We made it to the right Joe's. I got my Joe's Pizza. And then we went to the Broadway show like... We showed up like 30 minutes late and like usually you're not supposed to show up late because you're like interrupting but we like busted up through those doors and we're like hey we're here for the show we're like late and they were they just like waved us in we didn't even go through like the metal detectors they were just like get them in there because we busted through those doors like running like oh my god we're late because broadway shows aren't cheap oh my god it was like 250 dollars a ticket we saw the one um the book of mormon Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Some Matt Parker Trey Stone shit. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But man, that that was that was a that was a whole event just getting that pizza for me. <laughs> Don't drive in New York. You're better off taking the subway or walking. One hundred percent. Or yeah. just take a cab when you have to. Yeah. Oh man. That yeah. It was it took me like two hours to get that pizza. <laughs> but we did go to the wrong Joe's at first. So partially your fault. Not my fault. Well, your friend's fault. My friend's fault. Not my fault. <laughs> Aren't you navigator? You're in shotgun. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be navigator. Yeah, and he had been staying in New York for like three months at that point. So I was like, you should know better. <laughs> this is a very sacred cheat meal for me. <laughs> where have you cheated? So where have you gotten cheat meals? Not cheated in L.A. Where have you cheated in L.A.? <laughs> where have I cheated in L.A.? <laughs> no, I haven't cheated in L.A. Um, my cheat meals specifically? Okay. Um, ooh, For ramen... 
Kasunori. Kas- well, it's the hand, the original hand roll place in downtown LA. Kasunori or something like that. Mm. Uh, something like that. It's the original hand roll. Like they're like you just go sit there and they give you hand rolls. That's it. Nice. Yeah, it's it's good. Classic, simple. Keep it. You know, you keep it simple. You keep it easy. Oh my god, what is the ramen place that I love? Jesus. Oh my god, I, I'm literally like blanking on everything. Ugh. It's like okay, uh, I don't I don't remember the name of it. Tatsu, Tatsu, yes oh, I tatsu. do. Oh, okay. Tatsu, I was like, what's the name of it? Tatsu Ramen's really good. Um, and then Monty's. That, that's about it for LA. Otherwise, like I was traveling whenever I had a cheat meal. Have you been to Doomies yet? No. What is that? It is vegan, like soul food. Ooh, soul food. Okay, you're talking to somebody from New Orleans. It's supposed to be really fucking good. I, I have never been, but it's in Hollywood. It's supposed to be really fucking New good. New Orleans is known for soul food. Well, it's yeah. like saying, go go eat crawfish in LA. I mean, I've done it. Oh, Chinese mm. crawfish. No. Frozen Chinese crawfish. Not, it's not fresh. Oh, it's definitely not fresh. It's not fresh. <laughs> Desperate times. There was times. no crawfish boil happening back there. <laughs> Desperate times. Yeah. <laughs> There's a ton of like, you know, Cajun seafood places in a bag. Mm. I haven't had any of them yet. I don't know if I want to risk it, especially a cheat meal of mine. Oh, my God. Well, I would be mad. Crawfish all protein. How's that? No, but if, if it was bad, I would be so mad if I went to one of these Cajun seafood places in L.A. and it was garbage. Uh, <laughs> I would be mad. Coming from New Orleans, I can't recommend being like, oh, yeah, it will be amazing. I can't do it. I can't do it in good no, conscience. No. You'll, but- you'll look back and be like, that motherfucker lied to me. Yeah, but I don't know. I I just I don't trust it. And I think after April, I'm going to like kind of deviate off of my meal plan. So then I'll have more freedom. Maybe I won't feel so bad about trying it one day. <laughs> it's crawfish. How is that really cheating? It's all protein. I don't trust crawfish in LA. <laughs> well, then it's not a cheat meal. It's just not a meal you trust. It's not, yeah, in general. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, it's just like, I got to scratch the itch. And I'm not going to jump on a plane to. I would. I would. Ju- right now, it's crawfish season in New Orleans until about June, May. It's crawfish season. And when, when right now is actually the time to eat it. They're like big, juicy, plump, fat crawfish. <laughs> you want those big, big old boys with the big claws. <laughs> it is not in the budget in the time to run to New Orleans yeah. right now. <laughs> hey, Jazz Fest is coming up. Oh, yeah. I never <laughs> want to go to New Orleans for a major festival, by the way. I, Jazz Fest, though? No. It's, it's a little hot. I've been there. Ooh, every time I went, I was like... <gasps> well, it's just hot. And it's also like crowds of just ignorant tourists. Jazz Fest isn't really so... I mean, there is tourists, but Jazz Fest is actually something that a lot of the locals go to because it's like a lot of New Orleans music. Well, I know it's better than a bunch of other... Like, like Voodoo Fest yeah. or Buku. Yeah, a lot of... Yeah. All I know yeah. is like one of the times I was in New Orleans was like... During like one of the home openers for one of the sports teams, and the quarter was bad enough at that point, so I was just like, "Yeah, I don't really want to be here when it's like a actual like people travel in for this type of event. I would rather just be here on a random fucking Tuesday." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And that's still that's still enough for you. That's yeah. still enough. <laughs> All of Mardi Gras week, I was getting lit. <laughs> like, I I want to drink with prof- professionals. I don't want to be surrounded by a fucking a bunch of people who can't hold their fucking booze. Yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, New Orleans brings that out in people. Yeah. You know what I like to call New Orleans? I like to call New Orleans the Vegas, but with character and a little bit of grime. 
Vegas is very, I don't know, clean in a sense and very, you know, you know, I don't know. Vegas is just, I don't know. Vegas and New Orleans are very similar, but it, but they have their differences. And I find that New Orleans is like the grungier, like. It definitely is. So I've been to Vegas multiple times before I ever went to New Orleans. And the first time I went to New Orleans, I was like, how did Vegas get the title of Sin City? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I like about New Orleans versus Vegas is Vegas is very segregated. Like the lower income folks are either drinking at like bars on the strip or walking the strip with like giant margaritas and shit like that, where like the wealthy and shit like that are in like the ultra clubs and shit mm-hmm. like that. Everyone's just out on bourbon. Yeah. Rich, poor, everyone's just out on fucking bourbon. The locals, yeah. hey, I was I was out on bourbon all the time. and <laughs> Yeah, and the locals don't go anywhere near the Vegas Strip. Like, I lived in Vegas for a couple of years. The only time I would go anywhere near the fucking Strip is, like, restaurant week, because all the restaurants are fucking there. A show at the House of Blues, because that's in fucking a casino. Mm-hmm. Or if some friend was in from out of town, like, let's go to the Strip. Otherwise... You could not pay me to go to the fucking strip. Yeah. The best you could get me to do is like, yeah, let's go to downtown Vegas because there's some grimy old casinos down there. Yeah. But otherwise, you couldn't pay me. And I know yeah. plenty of people that live in New Orleans are like, yeah, go to the strip. Yeah, go to Or go, go to Bourbon. Yeah, yeah. I had no problem with it. And that's like, you know, looking back on it, even like being under 21, man, I don't want to say I had a drinking problem, but drinking was definitely a part of like my routine. Like, and in New Orleans, there's always something happening. There's always like a food festival or, you know, there's always something going on or you, you have friends visiting or like, I don't know. You, for me, I would pass a test and I'd be like, let's go out. Let's go drink. You know, I lived in a high rise for two years in New Orleans. That was awesome. Glad I got that out of my system, though, because I lived in downtown New Orleans. I could just walk to any bar I want. I had a bar downstairs. Downstairs, and I was You're under in the 21. CBD. Nice. Yep, CBD. Yep. I had a. I, I was staying. It was. It's part of the A Loft, the A Loft Hotel. So I was right off of Canal Street, two blocks from Bourbon. Glad I got that out of my system, because <laughs> man, that was a wild time. It was just like drinking is just part of the culture there, and I don't want to like. I like I said, I didn't really have a drinking problem, but I was drinking more than I should have probably, especially at that age. You're not dead. It wasn't a problem. Hey, I'm alive. Right? I'm alive and healthy and Ex- strong. Exactly. Like, this is not an interview from the afterlife. You're fine. Yeah. <clears throat> but if I still live there, like, I, ha- I had a couple of friends go off the deep end around my age, you know, like, getting DUIs. How do you get a DUI in New Orleans? How do you do that? How? You want to know how she got a DUI? Yes. She wrecked her car. That's how she got the DUI. And she was still there when the cops showed up? So what had <laughs> happened, uh, from what I remember... Uh, I'm not gonna say her name because I want to respect don't. her privacy. Because um, we're not we're not even really friends anymore because she was so bad off and on a bad path that I had to separate myself while living in New Orleans. I had to like be like, "Whoa, you're going too crazy at too like no." But she she was drinking and she was driving her car around like a roundabout and didn't make the round she just went straight was she one of those internet videos of someone launching themselves over the fucking roundabout well she didn't launch over but she like she got onto it and then just crashed into a light pole so she didn't hurt anybody or herself but she definitely totaled her car and she didn't have her id or anything on her and she she wasn't a new orleans resident like she was from out of state so they couldn't confiscate her id right so she got this dui i I heard from her like two days later. She's like, I just got out of jail because I had a DUI. And I was like, whoa. 
And she's like, I don't know where my car is because she had to like sign it off. You know, it wasn't even her car. It was like her parents' car. But <laughs> so she had to like pay it off and tell her parents she just paid it off and sold it when reality she wrecked it and totaled it and it was scrap. But uh, yeah, she she was just so far off the deep end. And I was like, man, even after her DUI, she was still drinking, you know, and some people, they go down like that really dangerous route. And me going back in February and drinking every single day I was there, I was like, I am glad I do not live here anymore. <laughs> See, and that kind of shit is why I don't live there, because mm-hmm. I can imagine. You just get sucked into yeah. it. You you Honestly, like, it's not like you're like a scratching alcoholic, like, oh, my God, I need a drink. Like, no, it's just. That's the lifestyle. Right. It's the culture. Like, <laughs> bars are very much part of the social scene. And they're scene open there. 24 hours almost. They close for two hours a day to clean. Or if they like you, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. You ever right. uh, drink at Snakes and Jakes? Yeah. Once. Only did it once. Only once? <laughs> How? I've been there more times than you. I, 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 was, I was in the CBD French Quarter area. So I'd always go to like Backspace or Gemini. Or three-legged dog. Man, I remember going to three-legged dog at like five in the morning sometimes. <laughs> you know, just the same people in there grubbing and drinking and go to the jukebox and <laughs> put a, play a song on there. Yep. That was like, I think that was probably the grudgiest place I'd probably had been to besides Sink and Jake's. But I would go to three-legged dog regularly because I was close to it. Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ever make it to the country club? once i don't know it wasn't really my i don't know i didn't swim in it because everybody went there everybody i knew went there i i would go to the chloe which was my ex-boyfriend's like hotel that he worked at so we would go there sometimes before i moved out here um where else did i go i don't know like the the pool country club wasn't really my thing i had a rooftop pool oh nice so i was like "Mm." it was one of those things i got dragged there by a buddy of mine and i had no idea that like this is still when it was a full nude pool I roll in there and like, you know, just like, I'm going to meet him at the bar. He just comes out like dick swinging the, out to the bar. I'm like, what's up, man? Now it's just topless. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've heard it's just topless now, but like, this is long enough ago that it was full nude. And, yeah. He just comes out like out to the bar, dick swinging. I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? Hey. Have you been to Colette's? I, I've been there. I, I I was there. I was there underage. I lived in the CBD. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Swingers Club. Yeah. Yeah. I lived a block from there. And it was actually Mardi Gras circa, I want to say 2018, 2018. I think it was 2018. I think. I, okay. Definitely. I don't know. I, I was 20. So I think it was 2018. I was 20 years old, had a fake ID. Me and my friend and my ex-boyfriend at the time, we decided, hey, let's go get daiquiris and then go to a parade. So we did that. And then, you know, we're, tur- we're walking past Colette's, the, sh- the swingers club. And me and my friend are like, we want to go in there. Like, mm. like, let's go see what, like, we're turned, you know, or it's Mardi Gras. Hey, right. we're like, let's go into Colette's. And we go in there. My friend decides she just wants to get banged out. I don't even know what the heck happened there. And then there's a, there's a stripper pole in, in the club. And I'm drunk, underage. In the swingers club, and I decide I'm gonna get on this stripper pole. Were you already professionally dancing at this oh, point? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was. I was dancing from 18, but you don't do it when you're drunk. You don't get on a pole like that when you're. Drunk. I mean, I know you're some both. people who have. Oh man, you wanna know what happens though? I chipped my tooth. I fell. I fell off the pole, chipped my front tooth during Mardi Gras. Woke up the next day, like, oh my god, my tooth is my tooth is chipped. I need to fix this so I can work in the clubs. It's Mardi Gras. <laughs> 
So I call up every nearest dentist and I'm like, hey, my tooth is shipped. And somebody got me in. They're like, yeah, this is considered an emergency because it's the front tooth. So I go into this dentist's office, which is actually in downtown New Orleans. He's like, so where are you visiting from? And I was like, I live down the street. I'm a local. I just got a little too crazy. <laughs> That's probably like my craziest story of New Orleans. I chipped my tooth during Mardi Gras as a local. And I had to pay like four fifty to have my tooth bonded back together. In a swingers club. In a swingers club. I, I, I yeah, that's a story I will always remember and tell because that's pretty funny. <laughs> was that the end of the night when you chipped your tooth, or did? Um. Oh man, no. We, I was drunk and like my friend was getting banged out by somebody. I was like, I started to get worried about her. <laughs> I started like crying, like overwhelmed, like drunk crying, like overwhelmed. I was like, we gotta leave. I was like, we gotta leave. I was like, this doesn't feel okay. And then we went back to my apartment. And I felt my tooth was loose, and that's when I realized I had chipped it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize in the club, the swingers club. I didn't realize it there. I was just like focused on getting everybody out of there and home back to my place. Did you at least let your friend finish, or did you cockblock your friend? I don't remember. You cockblocked your friend. I probably cockblocked her. Oh, I was crying. I was like, I remember. I remember sobbing in there. <laughs> that is such a dick move. She wanted to get banged out. Why would you not let her finish? I don't know. I remember sobbing in there though, and I was like, "We gotta leave. We gotta leave." And then, and then we went back to my place, and I remember like being like, "Oh my god, my tooth!" And then I pulled off the piece of my tooth. Oh, oh. It didn't hurt. Like it was like hanging there, but like I was like, "Why does my tooth feel like this?" It was like I was sobering up, and I was like. Mm. There, there it went. How did your boyfriend at the time react to all of this? Oh, man. I think he was trying to get it on at the club, too, but I was, like, too wild and drunk. I don't remember. I don't remember what he said that night, but I remember the next morning. I was like, wake up, wake up. I was like, my tooth, my tooth. I was like, wake up, my tooth. And he was like, oh, my God. He, he wasn't, like, mad. I think he was just kind of like, Haley, what did you do? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't even know what I don't even know what happened." And then I remember my one of my friends that had came with us to the club. She was like, she had actually had a video of me falling off that pole, and it's probably the moment that I had chipped my tooth. Like, did you full face plant? No, no, no. I was like, I was trying to do something like kind of upside down. I didn't like fall. Like, I fell like back, like booty back, like like I was like holding the pole and like my butt and my like lower back hit the floor so like not like my face but how'd you chip your teeth i don't know i don't know i think it was just like the impact i think i might have like it was, it was like the side i think like i fell like sideways kind of in a sense but i didn't like face plant i think i fell sideways that's only one of that's why only one of my teeth hey at least you didn't bite your tongue off or some shit oh man yeah at least it was fixable right <laughs> Not and the they pocket. did a good job, all right? <laughs> you can't even tell I had my toothpick. I would never know. If you hadn't told me, I would have never no, known. No, no. I mean, you still you can't even tell if you look at it. He did a really good job. All right. Bonus content. We're going to inspect the tooth. up. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's my crazy New Orleans story. Probably the craziest one ever, on it, besides my threesome story from two weeks ago. Well, and with the threesome story, I wanted to circle back to that real quick. Had you hooked up with these friends before? <laughs> no, but it's funny because the friends... Um, it was one of my girlfriends and one of my guy friends. They had actually hooked up separately. And for some reason, I, well, they were the only ones that were available to hang out with me. The guy friend, he was working until six and the girlfriend, she was like, oh yeah, like, let me get ready and I can come meet you. 
me and her got together first. And then we called up the other guy, the guy friend, and we met him at Three-Legged Dog. That's where we met him. We, like, walked to Three-Legged Dog and then went to the parade. So they had already been hooking up, like, a little bit. And I, so I think that's what sparked it in my mind. And I was like, <laughs> we're about to have some fun. <laughs> I definitely instigated it. That was me. And the guy friend, he was all about it. He, he was my ex. He's like one of my ex's friends. So he's wanted to bang you for a while. Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, he knows he knows I'm now an adult performer. You know, he knows I do porn. So he was he was all over it. Whenever I left, he was like, you should let me hit it one more time. <laughs> and I'm like, that was a one and done thing, my friend. Don't be thirsty, dude. No, I was like, no. Nope. Who do you finish in? Or who do you finish her, with? Her. The other, my friend, not me. I told him, I was like, do not finish in me. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> good on him. Good on him. If he's going to have repeat business there, you always her. finish in the one that show. And then the three, you got to finish in the person that you're attached to. Yeah. Like, weird jealousy issues start popping up when you finish with the no, other person. No, I was all about that. I was like, do not finish in me. <laughs> was he trying to? No, 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 okay. no. It was just like, like a panic moment I had. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I remember. I remember that. Was it protected or unprotected? It was unprotected. I, I, I actually, I knew my friend, my female friend was was good, like from STIs. But my guy friend, I was like, he's a little bit promiscuous. So I, I texted hey. him the next morning, and I was like, when was the last time you were tested? Because I, I came to LA, and I, I got my panel done right after. But I was like, kind of like, oh my god, if I pop for something. It's him. But he was like, oh, he was like, I had mine like a month ago. Like, you don't have anything to worry about. And I didn't have anything to worry about. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like that. Hey, hey, no, no, no judgment. here. No, but like that happens, you know, like people will go and fuck people outside of the pool and then they bring something in. And I was like, oh, no, that's why I got tested as soon as I came back. And no, it's the way to be. It's definitely the way to be. But like, it also, it happens. It happens. It's life. Like zero fucking judgment. Zero. Yeah. I was like, but like the next morning, it was like, I had that, that, that clarity moment. I was like, what did I do? (laughs) You got yours. That's what you did. I got fucked. That's what happened. I got fucked. (laughs) Right. You got yours. That's what fucking matters. Mm -hmm. There's zero shame in that shit. Yeah. I was just like, oh man. If I put myself out of work for this, <laughs> yeah, but everything but was fine. In reality, you probably the worst you get is a porno cold, be out for a week and a half. Yeah, two exactly. Weeks. I was like, it's fine, and I was fine. That's the thing about STIs. It's just like for the most part, it's just like, oh man, gonna be. I gotta down. take a pill and chill out for a week. Right. That's Honestly, it. the hardest part for me is like, oh well, fuck, I can't drink for a week and a half while I'm on antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's only been the one time it's only been the one time knock on fucking wood good good knock on that wood yeah <laughs> me too i'm gonna knock on that wood fucking civilian i was looking up with so it happens it does and we gotta uh, end the stigma around that shit so many people it's not even that serious nowadays like most of sure. it's treated by a pill like for real for fucking real i mean the worst sti is pregnancy i mean honestly yeah that then that's a whole different that's a whole different ballpark right <laughs> It's expensive to get rid of. If you don't get rid of it, then you're oh. Then you then it's expensive regardless. Right, it's yeah. expensive forever. Then you're stuck with someone for fuck that. You're stuck. You got some. You got you got something connecting you two for the rest of your your goddamn lives. <laughs> Are you a not wanting to have kids person? Um, I it depends. So for the longest, I didn't really want kids, but sometimes I think maybe eventually I would like to have a family, but not right now. Well, obviously not no, right now. No, oh my god, I'm too young for that. Like. Later on down the line, if I meet the right person and I'm like, 
I would like to build something with you. But like, I don't know. It's not like something I'm like, I want to have five kids and have a farm kind of thing. No, it's just like if I meet the right person kind of thing. And I'm like, mm. I'm sure growing up in the South, there are definitely some people, some of your peers that are, are definitely like that. I'm going to have five. Yeah, I'm going to have five kids and have a farm and I'm going to live in the same city that I grew up in. No, that's not me. That's some 1800 shit. Ooh. Like, I understand back in the day needing to do that because half of them were going to fucking die and you need someone to work the farm. Also, like, why do you want to stay in the same place you grew up in? Why? Because it's comfortable. Most people don't want to be out of their comfort zone. Yeah, I'm like, man, I was I was eager to get out of my hometown. I was like, I'm ready to go. Even, like, leaving New Orleans. I didn't grow up in New Orleans proper, but even leaving New Orleans, I have so many friends. Like, my ex-boyfriend lives in New Orleans still. And I was like, why don't you people want to leave here? Leave this city. <laughs> you guys have bright feet. Like, my boyfriend, my, well, my ex-boyfriend, um... <clears throat> He was, like, in the music industry. Like, he was producing, DJing, you know? And I was, like, at the time, I was I was just joining the adult industry. And I was, like, why don't you come to L.A.? That's where you grow as a DJ. And he was so against it. And that's when I was, like, all right, guys. Is that why you two broke up? Yeah. He didn't want to come to L.A. Yeah, fuck people with no ambition. I mean, yeah. don't... Actually, don't fuck people with no ambition. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, like, all right. I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to let somebody stop me. You know, I was, like, I'm young. I'm like, I'm willing to take a risk because I don't know risk. If you take a risk, it's fun. And if it doesn't work out, you just go back. (laughs) I tell people that shit all the time. Um, People don't realize you can go back. (laughs) I tell people like I'm originally from Chicago and though Chicago is a large fucking city is fucking stagnant. I left in 2011 and half my friends are still at the same bars and restaurants they're at when I fucking left and have no ambition to fucking change. And good for them if they're fucking happy. They've paired some of them paired off, pumped out two point five children. If 2.5. they're ha- <laughs> averages, yeah. <laughs> if they're happy, that's cool. It's just not for me. It, it, yeah. The idea of like, hey, I got shit into this world here, so I'm gonna stay here. Like, no. I tell people all the time, like, if you're not happy where you're at, change it. You can always go back. Don't suffer because your ancestors made a mistake. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like like if you decide to take a risk, like I did coming to California, I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, if for some reason this doesn't work out, I can always go back. Like, it's not like I'm completely killed off from New Orleans. Like, I can go back. Right, they, they haven't banned you from the city. Yeah, like I can go back. I guess it's maybe an ego thing or people like, oh, I don't want to admit that I failed. But like, that's part of life. I feel like, you know, you take a risk. That's what it is. It's a risk. You don't know if it's going to work out or not. And you have to be okay with that. You have to accept that and put your ego to the side. Honestly, that's what I did. Well, and you can always take a different risk. Like, if LA... There's been points where it's like, fucking LA is expensive. Especially during the pandemic where it's just like, fuck. I am... I feel LA is worth the price of admission normally. But I am paying... For two years was essentially paying for an amusement park and sitting in the parking lot. Yeah. And there were points where I considered like, do I really want to keep paying the cost of living to live here with everything that's fucking going on. I don't want to go back to Chicago though. And it's not because an ego failed or anything like that. I just don't know what the fuck I would do with myself. There. Yeah. Yeah. Like what would I do if I went back to new Orleans strip full time again? Cool. But I don't know. That's not, I mean, I like it. I like stripping. I go to Miami once a month now because the money's great. Hey, it's a new place. Also, you know, like I, I'm not in new Orleans. So being in Miami is like a new experience for me. I'm sure I'm going to get tired of it eventually, but I'm only there once a month. So right. I think that kind of 
levels it out. But where was I going with that? <laughs> um, you're continuing to take risks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, like, like I said, I went to Miami. I took a risk. I took a risk going to Miami. 11 is a very hard club to get hired at. I was very scared because all four of the managers watch you audition and they all have to say yes. It's not a majority. All four have to be like, yes. And if you catch them in a bad mood on a bad day, you're done. That's an interesting process because you think if all four, all four of them are watching you at the same time, right? Yep. Well, if one of them is really into you, he could try to influence his coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's what happened with one of me. One of me. I think that's what happened with one, of them, with one of them for me. Um, Haley's sending out clones to go strip. Maybe. <laughs> One of the managers, though, like the the house dad told me, he was like, yeah, one of them was like, meh. But the rest of them were like, oh, come on. She's really cute. So there was a little bit of persuasion there. Yeah, but- if, if it was truly fair, they would audition you individually and do it via secret ballot. Yeah, because they, they did congregate. Like, they all, like, it's so wild. Like, you're on this stage, like, getting judged. And then all four of them, like, congregate. And they're like, and you're like, just like judgment day here. <laughs> Can I go to the restroom really quick? No. No, please. Yeah, go for, yeah, of course. <laughs> While Haley's running to the bathroom, we're just going to take a quick moment to have a word from our sponsor. Whether you're braiding your daughter's hair, taking care of a sick parent, the promise to your baby that there's nothing in this world that you wouldn't do for them. For 175 years, New York Life Insurance Company has lived by this belief. Love is more than a feeling. It's an action. Putting your love into action starts with a simple phone call to your local New York Life agent, Danny Maldonado. He can be reached at 213-448-1978 or at newyorklife.com slash agent slash D.E. Maldonado S. He will make sure your needs come first, just like you do for them. All right, I'm back. (laughs) And Haley's back. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, so it was like Judgment Day at 11 in Miami. So I'm really glad, like with feature dancing, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> right? They are paying you and you don't have to audition for shit. Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to make a certain amount of money. Like I'm showing up for a certain rate, which is amazing. I love that. Plus I can make more. So a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like the dances and everything. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm totally on board for that. <laughs> Have you figured out costumes and all that shit and routines? Um, I'm, I'm still brainstorming a little bit because I am coming from being a classic club girl, but I want to kind of incorporate like, f- I think like flow art and stuff like that, like from festivals, like raves and into my routines. I think I want to start with that. Um, and see how that goes. Oh, As yeah. for costumes. <sighs> Definitely, I don't know. Definitely not like typical stripper wear, obviously. I'm thinking about wearing most of my nice lingerie or I was even kind of contemplating some cosplay because I do cosplay. So I'm kind of contemplating that. I haven't seen a lot of like feature dancers do that, but I'm like, hmm. Oh, there's definitely a couple. Um, hmm. Fuck. I was attending EDI. Fuck, this got to be like six, seven years ago. <laughs> And they're doing the finals and everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the finalists definitely came out in a sexy predator costume. Yeah. And like lost the mask and but it was, you know the, yeah. like the full fishnets and it was like sexy predator. All right. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Got to make sure it's sexy predator, not sex predator. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy, very attractive <laughs> predator. 
right? A predator you'd like to fuck. Yes. Not, not someone one who, that you're scared of. <laughs> right. Well, maybe you're a little scared and aroused at the same time. Yeah. That's normal. You could be scared and aroused, but you don't want to be... Some people are into that. <laughs> you need a refill? You good? Yeah, I could do one more. Thank you. You're welcome. I love my claws. <laughs> I only have them on occasion. Really? I, I'm I, much I more of a whiskey drinker. I believe it. Oh, I don't drink dark. I don't. The last time I drank dark liquor was at the Swingers Club. I drank. You want to know, you know what got me hurt? I had a daiquiri beforehand, which was already like, I think it had like, it was 190 octane with an extra shot. Um, and it has rum in it, I believe. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's dark rum because it's like a yellowy orange color. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I, think it's dark I rum. I think that's like a 151 sometimes goes into those. Yeah. Uh, but afterwards we had, <laughs> I sent, I sent one of my friends while we were at the swingers club to pick us up crown apple Ugh. with, and we mix that with cranberry. You want to know what that tastes like? Tastes like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. That sounds dangerous. Sounds dangerous, but also like I don't know. I am not. I am not in favor of whiskey tasting anything like wh- besides whiskey. Hey, I was twenty years old. I was all about the sweet drinks there. <laughs> hey, that's uh, understandable. Hell, at twenty, Brown I drank apple and cranberry. <laughs> that was the last time I drank Crown, and I chipped my tooth. That's why it's the last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, I, I'm not about. Flavored whiskeys. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, hey, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it tasted good, but man, I chipped my tooth. I I, I got too wild on it. I was like, that is the last time I drink Crown. (laughs) Everyone's got that liquor where they're like, I did really stupid shit here and I just don't drink it anymore. Hey, I'm a tequila girl, though. I love me some tequila. A lot of people have a problem with tequila, but I don't know. Are you drinking uh, Blanco, Reposado? Blanco, yeah. I, I don't know. Tequila... Tequila is my go-to. It doesn't give me crazy hangovers, in my opinion, and I don't. I don't get too crazy on it. Well, that's a bad thing. Uh, is it? You think it's a bad thing? Maybe I need to switch uh, it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to babysit you, so I think it's a bad thing. And vodka um, makes me cry. Oh, that's a bad thing. That's vodka definitely a bad thing. Vodka makes me cry. I'll just find something to cry about. <laughs> that's why I stick to tequila for the most part. What's your brand? Don Julio, classic, typical. I do like Casamigos. Casamigos is good. That's like, if they don't have Don Julio, I'm like, do you have Casamigos? I would, I would rather Casamigos over Patron. Patron's like rubbing alcohol to me. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't say some shit like Cuervo. Oh, Jose Cuervo? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, why is your Blanco yellow? Yeah, literally, why is it yellow? Jose <laughs> Blanco. Clear. <laughs> Yellow for some fucking reason. Yeah. Don Julio, Silver, Blanco, whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. That's my go-to. I could drink that straight, like, no problem. I don't know. I mean, a good tequila should be able to drink straight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. I used to keep a big old jug of it in my fridge before I decided to, like, tone it down with the drinking. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, super into fitness right now, you know, and it's, like, I'll have a couple drinks every once in a while. Oh, I'm going to Miami and I'm going to be drinking a lot. But <laughs> I try to keep it. You know, I'm not drinking like I was in New Orleans. You know, I try to keep it at bay. Especially, so, like, I'm all about the gains now. All right. For the audio on, audience, she's got some guns on her. I, I'm about the gains nowadays. So <laughs> alcohol inhibits that. 
Oh, I, I know. I, I'm painfully aware. So, I, yeah. <laughs> it's all about balance, though. That's why I'm like, this weekend, I'm going to Miami. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be, because for me, working in the strip club, I associate it with drinking. It's probably not a good thing. But hey, we all have our vices. And I associate drinking with the strip club. And you know what? I make way more money when I drink. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it loosens you up a bit. Yeah, I'm like, I get more aggressive. <laughs> so how do you approach dudes in the club? What? Hmm, I don't even remember how it went last time I was in Miami. Um, uh, but in New Orleans, I would kind of like pull off like prissy princess bitchy vibe. Like, oh, you don't want to give me money? Fine. Bye. And half the time they would come back to me. It was like, you know, you play hard to get kind of. You play like you play like they can't afford you and then they're like, but I want her. <laughs> so they come back. How do you identify the dude? You're just like, mm. I just go up to anybody, honestly. If they if they make eye contact with me, I'll just go up to them. Um, I try and play nice. Um, like, I really do. Like, I'm like, hi, like, what's your name? Blah, 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 blah. But if they start giving me, like, pushback, I'm like, mm. or if they, like, or if they, like, gawk at, like, my lap dance price, I'm like, okay, fine. Somebody else will pay it. And I say that. And I'm like, have a good night. And then I walk away. Half the time, they do come back. They come find me later on. But last time, I think in Miami, I'm trying to remember how that went. I got a little turnt and I was sleep deprived, so it didn't help. So my memory is a little dragged there. But I remember I went on stage. I had some, oh, it was some somebody's bachelor party and he was so obsessed with me. Oh, and I, I joined a table. Um, this guy like had a stack of ones. He was like, do you want to come to my table? And I was like, yeah. So I went over there and they were actually really, really nice. I didn't have to pull the bitch card. That was very nice. I just shook my ass a little bit, made like a grand off of them, you know, just from being at their table. And and it's so funny because the guy I was dancing on, he found me on Instagram and like he like messaged me and he was like, hey, let me know what your Venmo is if I owe you any more money. (laughs) That's Miami for you. You're like $10,000, please. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I was like, if you want to send me more money, that's cool. But he thought that I didn't get the money that like they had spent because they were just throwing it on the ground. And I had went to the restroom and I came back and the girls were like picking it all up and leaving. So like we counted it all out. But in his mind, he was like, oh, my God, she went to the bathroom. She didn't get all that money. And he handed me more money later in the night. Like I was with another customer and I remember him handing me like a stack, like a hundred dollars, like, you know, banded with the hundred dollar paper around it. He was like, this is for you. You know, that's how Miami is. So I think for the most part, I made most of my money off of that table. And then the guy that I was with afterwards, it was his bachelor party and he just kept giving me money. (laughs) That's how it is. Miami's crazy. As I said, my very first strip club experience was in Miami, a club called Stir Crazy. Never heard of it. I don't know. I don't even know if it still exists. Probably this not. Is, this is fucking like 2001. That was before 11. I want to see if this place still exists. Like, I'm going to Google it real quick. Yeah. Oh, 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 Stir Crazy. It, it still exists. Oh, oh. my God. Stir Crazy Showgirls, 12425 South Dixie Highway, Miami, Florida. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm an 11 girl. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm, I don't have any brand loyalty to the place. I was just, yeah. but the place was wild. Cause like my only strip, like I'd never actually been in a strip club before. And, you know, popular culture is like, you know, if you touch a girl, you're going to get your hands broken. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm there with my boss and my boss's boss at the time. We were there on a business trip. I'm 20. They snuck me into a club underage. <laughs> 
And they're like, Matt, get a dance. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, That's how it be. Yeah. <laughs> Peer I, pressure. Right. I, I got to dance. And like, I'm just like hands on my sides. Like, like I, I'm not getting my ass. I know fucked. what you're talking about. Like I'm underage. I'm not getting, you know, fucking any trouble. And the dancer's like, you know, you can touch me. No, right? that's literally me. Sometimes I'm like, you can like loosen up. <laughs> well, I guess like in this club, like the, the dancers were encouraging you to like grab their tits and shit like that. Yeah. And it's just like, that's only a Miami club thing. Yeah, like, it's a Miami thing. Yeah, like you go to other clubs around the country, like, <clears throat> like you grab a girl's tits, like you're about to get 86 and probably 86 hard. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, oh, you want me to grab your tits? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Miami's a little more wild, but I don't mind it. You know, like, I don't know. I don't mind it. But my- you can still have boundaries, you know, like, like I always, I always tell, my thing is in the strip clubs, I'm like, you can touch everywhere. Like if you're paying, if you're paying me, well, obviously, if you're, if you're paying me, you can touch anywhere besides below the waist. You know, like I mean, you can touch my butt, but you know, like don't. I always say, don't, don't try penetrate. I'm like, don't pet the kitty. That's what I say. I'm like, you can touch everything else, just don't pet the kitty. <laughs> and they're very, they're very happy. They're like, all right, cool, cool. You know, that's Miami though. Yeah, my scumbag boss definitely tried to finger bang a girl like. <laughs> oh this. no, that's how you get. I I think people forget that we wear heels. I have not been afraid to take my heel to some man's crotch. All right, you try and you try and do me dirty, I'm gonna do you even dirtier. I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> well, and as a 20 year old dude. You know, I had you were a lot. Scared. La- well, I was a little scared, but I also had a lot. La- I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And like. As a dude who now, you know, works in sex, the sex mm-hmm. work, you know, adjacent and around him, like, man, he was a giant fucking scumbag at the. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Do you yep. don't try to finger bang strangers. No, at all. Oh my God. Like, I always, I always like question people who are like that. I'm like, first off, why do you want to finger bang me? Why do you want to touch? Uh, I always, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things to tell people who are very, very like grabby like that. I'm like. What if I let every customer before you do that exact same thing? And then they get disgusted and they're like, oh, my God, what if? <laughs> and that's that they're being like so persistent. And that's what I pull out. I pull out the guns. I'm like, oh, I'm about to make you feel gross. But the funny thing is, in reality, that shit doesn't matter. Like, who cares, like, how many people have been inside you in the grand scheme of things? No, but, like, in the moment, like, when they realize, like, oh, my God, what if she was, like, doing that with the guy before me just now? It's, like, it's like a male ego thing in the club, especially whenever they're under the influence. They're, like, they're like that is a little gross. <laughs> well, yeah, because the same kind of dude that wants to just try to finger bang someone is the same kind of dude that will, like, be turned off by that shit. Yeah. My favorite story about the shit like that is... One of my buddies slash former guests of the show used to be a strip club DJ, and he was dating a dancer, and they went and hooked up in the parking lot, oh. and he finished on her chest. Like, did she go back to work? She went back to work, and like, kind of like just patted herself down, and her very next customer like was trying to suck on her tits, and she just let him. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a fuck you. Yeah, like <laughs> taste my bo- taste my boyfriend's load. Literally. <laughs> Now that that's a different story. That's funny. No, no, I like that kind of shit. That's funny. That's like that's like a fuck you, but like you don't know it, but fuck you yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just salty because of sweat. Yeah. Like, oh, huh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, my my crow who told the story on here is just like 
Yep, yep. That's why I don't mess around with strippers in the club at all. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You never, especially in Miami. Oh, my God, that place is crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I'm excited to go back, though, because I know when I go dance there, the people, the people that visit Miami, they have money. They have money just to burn, basically. It's crazy. It's it's cra- people spend like a hundred thousand dollars a night on tables and bottles, which is so weird to me. I know. Honestly, I'm like, hey, I'm here to reap the benefit, but I'm like, where did you get all that money? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a lot of strippers they think Vegas is the destination, but honestly, I think Miami is the destination. I've worked in Vegas. That's all right. Doesn't compare to Miami for me. I hate strip clubs in fucking Vegas. No, I absolutely fucking hate them because. They're generally overpopulated with dancers. Too many, like 200, 200 girls. Yeah, it's so overpopulated with dancers. Yeah, unfortunately for dancers to make their make their fucking nut, they just got to be like, yo, want to dance? Like, and I hate that. Yeah, like there's there's no role play. There, there's, there's, there's no, no hi. Right. Because <laughs> as a dude, well, these days as a dude, I don't even want to be in a strip club. I've worked in them too much to like actually enjoy them anymore. Yeah. But back when I actually enjoyed strip clubs, I'm paying for the fantasy that you actually like want to put up with my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Not that you just want to like have a transactional. Like yeah. I'm consciously aware this is a transactional nature, but I want to pretend. And you want to forget that it is. Right. I want to forget. And I want to pretend that like you're actually into my bullshit. And like, this is where you want to be like, not, Hey, you want to dance? No, I'm cool. Well, fuck you then. I'm like, That's oh. the Vegas hustle. Yeah. That is the Vegas. And hustle. they line up at the door. I don't like that. I remember I worked at Spearmint Rhino. Probably never going to work there ever again. So I don't feel bad shaming them. But they would say, like, whenever I got hired, they'd be like, oh, whenever we have a big group of guys coming in, we will tell the dancers to line up at the door. And you know what? Half the time, those guys don't like that. And I know that. But th- that's what all the girls do. So you kind of feel inclined to do it. And I'm like, mm. I'm going to go to Miami where there's a ton of people, maybe 100 girls. That's still a lot of girls. But there's so many people in Miami. It, there's plenty of money to go around. So I don't know. It's it's more of like, like in Miami, it's like a party vibe. Well, at least at 11, it's a party. Like you're at a nightclub where there just happens to be strippers. And you know what? It works out. It's a good, it's a good business model. Whereas in, I don't know, Vegas, it's not really the nightclub vibe. Like you're just going for the strip club. 100% is. And yeah, I've been dragged to multiple Vegas strip clubs for work. Like there with the feature or there because one of my friends is dancing and shit like that and it's just like i hate that and like i'm up front with girls these days like hey i'm here with the feature i'm here working i'm not gonna get a dance and nine out of times is just kind of met with a fuck you it's like you know i'm just being You're up front working. but it's also like i'm being honest with you that i'm not gonna waste your time i'm not gonna have you sit here for a minute and try to hustle and be like nah i'm cool yeah and then every once in a while you get like one girl who's just like I just want to get off my feet for a minute. You mind if I fucking bottle rat? And like, yeah, yeah feel free to. Uh, they don't ever say bottle rat, but like, can I get, grab a drink off the bottle? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, feel free to. That's my favorite thing. That's kind of one of my ways to like weasel my way into a table. I'm like, can I have a drink? Hi. <laughs> How are you? Thanks for the drink. You know, like. <laughs> and I've definitely had, you know, girls dance, you know, just, just chill at the table, have a couple of drinks. I'm like, that's cool. Like, if you understand, like, I'm not buying, but you want to chill and get off your feet for a minute, mm-hmm. that's. That's on you. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, I'm excited, though, to feature and, like, not have to worry about so much of the hustle. Like, I love the hustle. Like, I know Eleven doesn't do feature dancing. 
Great. Love that. I want to have like my grounding moment where I'm like, I am a stripper and not a feature. I, I like, because that's where I came from. That's my roots. You know, there's something about being a stripper that I do enjoy to this day. I do. I love it. I don't know. Uh, it's just something about it, you know? So I'm excited to have 11 as like my main stripping point right now. And then having featuring around the country. The other thing, because I have traveled around the country. I've worked I've worked in Chicago. I worked at Scores and I worked at... Fucking Stone Park. Oh, God, fucking Scores. <laughs> Where you wear a dress. I hated it. Oh, my God. I don't even think I did that good there. Honestly, I only worked one night and then I worked... Oh, my God. Did you work the Admiral or... Not Admiral. I think I worked at Rick's. Rick's Cabaret. Is there a Rick's in Chicago these yeah. days? I think it's like in the suburbs. So Chicago is wild. Like all the clubs weren't really in yeah, Chicago there, proper. There are only three clubs in Chicago proper. Yeah. Which is the Admiral, the Pink Punky, and I forgot the last one. And at least with the Admiral, it's full nude, no alcohol. Yeah. And I've never <clears throat> actually been in Pink Punky or the other one, but the other ones are like on the verse. Club 390, I don't know if it still exists. It's it like, does, but I haven't worked there. I know that, it exists. That place has a phenomenal kitchen. Hey, some of those strip clubs got some good freaking food. Penthouse Club in Tampa? Those cheese fries? I would I would go up to customers all the time. I'd be like, you want to buy me a drink and some cheese fries? <laughs> <laughs> me and my friend would split it. I remember. Oh my god, that was a great that was a great time. But yeah, I, I've actually worked in New York and I've worked in Chicago. I've worked in Vegas. I've worked in Dallas. I've worked in Houston. I've worked in Tampa. Uh Miami, New Orleans. Where else have I freaking worked? Panama City Beach. All right, that was actually a gold mine. Um, I worked a little bit in California. I don't recommend it. I, I'm still trying out San Diego, which is like the spot for dancing. LA sucks. California has weird LA laws. Su- I mean, California sucks in general. Yeah, California has weird laws when it comes to it. It's just, it's weird. and It's not worth it. I well, mean, that's... it might be on a certain night, but for the most part, like I wouldn't travel to California. With the intention of dancing. Oh God, I'm sorry. No, I, I've never, I've never, I, I don't know. Anytime, anytime, any of my friends from out of state are like, "How are the clubs in California?" I'm like, "Don't waste your time." I'm like, "I'm only dancing on and off because I live here." I'm like, "It's just, it's here." I'm like, "I might as well," but I would not travel to California. No, it's weird laws. <clears throat> the clubs are fucking weird. I've worked in a bunch of them, and it's just like some of them are like, "Oh, hey." No nudity alcohol. Some of them like are, no nudity at all. Oh, like not yeah. even topless. Like if you're if you're even topless. Because technically by California law, you're not allowed to have nudity and serve alcohol if the stage was in within like fifty yep. feet of the audience. Yep. Which there are definitely some clubs in LA that really skirt that line. Yeah. Um there's one club that employed me at points where it's like, oh, there's definitely nudity here, and they're Definitely got a bar. What what they had at one point was like a full wall, like with a separate door for the bar that was in the same building. <laughs> to like circumvent, but like yeah. And later, like they tore down the divider wall. It's like, how are you guys operating legally? I mean, I don't care. You're paying me, but yeah, yeah. It, it's it, crazy. It's crazy. It's like California it, is not it. I mean, I like I said, I only dance every so often because I'm here. I might as well. I might as well see what I can make. You know, it's like an experiment, but it's not my main income. Like, if I want dancing to be my main income, I'm going to go to Miami, New Orleans. Hell, even Vegas. If I if I really wanted to adopt the Vegas hustle, I could. 
but I don't want to. Yeah, fuck that. I don't know. I don't want to. I'd rather go somewhere else, you know. Are you looking eventually to like do enough, you know, work in porn where you don't have to dance as much and just do the featuring or? Yeah, that's like, that's kind of what I want to do. That's why I wanted to get into featuring because like I said, I love dancing and featuring is, it's like, I want to be in that limelight. You know, I want to be the center of attention. I want to be like, yes, Haley Spades is coming to your club. You better come and see me because this is the only chance you're going to be able to see me in public and meet me and all this other stuff, you know, and it's also a really good business opportunity because I can like sell my merch and, you know, upsell my dances and stuff like that and meet my fans. And I like that versus like, whereas I go into like a normal strip club, I'm just another girl. I'm going to pitch a concept to you that I don't think anyone else is doing. You should make thumb drives of your OnlyFans content and bring it with you on the road. You think? Why not? Hmm. I'll be like, here, you can buy this USB of all of my videos. Yeah, why not? For an X amount of dollars. Why not? And you get to keep it forever. <laughs> They're already there to see you. Why not? Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Might do that. I might have to have my assistant do that, though. <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's a good idea. See? But, like, I still, I still do, like the like i said the dancing aspect so i think miami like my club in miami 11 is going to be like my home base if i want to have like that i'm just a normal girl stripping i do like to tell people though that i am the the porn star Haley spades okay so you're not adopting a different name while you're in miami no 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 i always dance by Haley. you know i don't i don't like to switch that up and if i have to i'm like i'm like because my old stripper name was aubrey you know, which I could do. Aubrey or Jordan. Those are my stripper names. Um, I can do that. But it feels very foreign. You well, know, it's also Haley Spades. Branding. Branding's fucking yeah. important. Yeah. It was it was so funny because I went back to New Orleans two months ago and the house mom, I was like, Hey, I wanna dance by Haley, like, like Haley Spades. And she was like, Oh, we already have a Haley here and I was like I was like do you know who I am? I'm like, do you know what you don't know? Do you know what I've been doing for the past year? She's like, no, no, no I know. So I went and talked to the manager and he was like, yeah, you could dance by Haley. Cause he, he understood. Like I've shot for penthouse. Yeah. Like I've shot for the penthouse porn company. I deserve to dance by my name. Haley Spades. Well, at that point, the DJ should be like, and Haley Spades comes to the stage, not just Haley. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it's a little bit tricky. Some of the clubs will do that, but some of them just say Haley. I'm happy with just Haley. You can call me Haley. That's fine. But um, I think in Miami I do dance by Haley. Yes, I do. Yes, I, do. <laughs> I was like, wait. I was like, wait. It's been a month. I do dance by Haley at eleven. Um, they had they had somebody in the system as Haley, but she hadn't been there in like eight months. And they're like, Our contract's over. Yep, you can have it. They're like, you can have it. And I was like, yes, <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> Besides, like, they don't really call your name over, like, like you know how some strip clubs would be like, Haley hey, to the main stage. Haley yeah. to the main stage. They don't do that at 11. So it's not really a big deal if multiple girls have the same name. Next up is Haley. Yeah, they yeah. don't do that. Thank God. Which, I, I mean, sometimes, like, it would make my heart flutter whenever they did that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, whenever I feature dance, I already know. They're going to be like, all right. And now we have Haley Spades, our feature. I'm like, I remember being in Tampa in Alexis, Texas, I think, um, featured at the Dollhouse in Tampa. And I remember seeing her. I think it was her. This is like three years ago. Stormy Daniels in New Orleans. I mean, she's from Louisiana. So it's a given. I actually have a picture with her because she showed up to New Orleans as a customer a year ago. I have a picture. Me and her. She was just sitting in VIP. And I was like, can I have a picture with you? <laughs> 
I told her, I was like, I just joined the porn industry and I need a picture with you. I, I still have it. That's so funny. I forgot about that. Did you get her number? No. She, you know, she directs. You should have. I didn't know. She. Did, I told her I was going to do. I was like new. I was like, this was in April. This was a year ago um, of last year. So I was only in the industry for two months at that point. So I was a little shy. I was like, I'm new. <laughs> yeah, Stormy's an award-winning director for Wicked. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> I heard she's like performing again. I don't know. She might be. I heard that somewhere. I mean, she's been directing for years now. I didn't now, know so. that. Yeah. Oh my god! But I remember her featuring at the Penthouse Club in New Orleans. Um, who else featured? I don't remember. I don't, th- those are like the two I remember. Alexis Texas and Stormy Daniels. Those are the two I remember. And I remember watching them and I was like, man, I was a little bit jealous. <laughs> because I would see all that money on the stage. And at the time I was like, they already make so much money. <laughs> well, and that's something you're going to have to fucking deal with. House girl jealousy. Oh, they're gonna fucking hate me. Re- fucking I real. hated them. I didn't hate Stormy Daniels, but I hated like, you know, like at the dollhouse and Tampa, especially when I was having a bad night and I would see these feature girls come in, I would get a little jealous. I'd be like, I deserve that. <laughs> I definitely had to stop one of my clients from fighting a house girl while we were on the Oh, road. the girls can get me. The house girl was talking shit about the my client's fucking choice in music. She, she danced to my fucking song. And my client was someone who's just not about taking shit. Yeah. And we were in the manager's office, which was working as the dressing room. And she just comes storming out of the fucking door. Bitch, I can fucking hear you. I'm like, yeah, we need to go back in the office now. Like, you're being paid to be here. Do I, not fuck this up. Yeah, like, you're being paid. I'm being paid because you're getting paid. Back inside, back inside. And, like, I smoothed it over, the, the like, the fucking... Thankfully, thankfully, I was wearing the band shirt of, like, the band from that she was dancing, from the song yeah. she was dancing. Because at first, you know, that, I heard what the house girls were like, that bitch is dancing my song. I thought she was a fucking poser, but her fucking roadie's wearing, like, the shirt. Like, her fucking roadie. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're both fucking metalheads. Like, yeah. 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 Yes, I'm wearing a Megadeth shirt. Yes, yeah. she is dancing the Megadeth. Because we're fucking metalheads. Like, yeah. this is legit. Yeah. She did not come here to steal your song, Random Anonymous House Girl. She came here to perform and leave. Right. <laughs> She's not here working every night. Right. She is not in Philadelphia every fucking night. Yep. Ugh. Yep. I already know. I already know it's going to happen. Because I was one of those girls. You know? I was. I, like, I, I'll admit it. <laughs> it's so funny. Because while Stormy Daniels is on stage at the Penthouse Club in New Orleans... It was during Halloween and it was an open bar. Like, you know, like it was like one of those nights that like I expect like, I'm not going to make that much money, but I get to dress up and drink with my friends. Like, you know, it's like I knew I wasn't going to make like a shit ton of money that night, especially when there's an open bar. Hello. Duh. But you think you should because they're spending less money on alcohol. No, the people that are like cheap. Yeah. Show up for open bar. Open bar. So I remember standing there watching Stormy Daniels, you know, just minding my business. And this customer turns around. I love Stormy Daniels, all right? I have nothing against her. Let me just make that clear. This customer turns around and he was like, why aren't you up there? (laughs) You should be up there, not her. And I was like, oh, I'm flattered, but you could tip me. I'm right in front of you. (laughs) You could buy a dance. We can go do something. You don't need to look at me on stage. He bought a dance. But, you know, like, I, I just, like, I remember stuff like that. And I'm like, man, 
I'm about to be that girl on stage, which I'm I'm so excited for. Actually, I'm so freaking excited. Like I said, it's always been a dream of mine to like take that next step, especially in like my dancing career, especially since I'm so comfortable with being on a stage like that. Um, I but I know I know the house girls are gonna hate me. <laughs> They're gonna hate me. That's why that's why they keep the feature away from the house girls. Though. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Because yeah. the house girls will get mean. Oh, I know. That that's I've been a roadie for a long time. Oh, I want. I mean, it's been years. Yep. So, it's been years since I've done the gig, but I have done the gig a lot of times. Yeah. Like, you know, there were multiple times where it was my job to run interference between the house girls and house girls management and the feature. Is that what, is that what I'm gonna have? Am I gonna have a roadie in a sense? Oh, uh, you should hire one. Yeah. Like, oh, I should hire one. Yeah. I know. I know my contract for my upcoming feature. It says that security will be provided by Sapphire. Oh, by the club that I'm featuring. I don't know when you're releasing this, but I wanted a couple to keep weeks. It a secret. Yeah. It might be out by then. Okay. If it is, you could put it in there. Um, yeah, eventually when you get to enough level, there'll be a budget for a roadie on top Yeah, of it. yeah. I know the contract for my club that I'm featuring at in May, it says that security will be provided by the club. So, which I, I've actually, I've actually worked at that club before as a dancer. So. Nice. Yeah. Not, not the specific location, but one of the locations in the city I've worked at. It was an interesting experience. So I'm excited to be there as a feature. <laughs> well, hopefully you get to the point where you can start booking your own roadie because club providing security is one thing, but it's also better to have like someone you know and trust being like, yes. oh, I'm scooping dollars for you. I'm making sure from when we leave the club, get back to the hotel, no do any extracurricular fine. activities, you got someone with you. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't really have that right now. I am a single Pringle. And I would have well, to hire somebody. I would have no, to no, hire somebody. No, no, you'd have somebody. to hire somebody. Uh, the people who contract <clears throat> you, I, I'm not going to say which network it is. Yeah. Don't, they super do not allow significant others. At oh, those. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Because then, then, like, emotions get involved. Right, right. And it's like, stay out of this. You right. Know? No, like, you, you, yeah. want, you want someone with you who's like, there is a professional yeah. to scoop you dollars, you know, yeah. deal with management. Like, no, she wants, this, this is her playlist. Like, pretty much when you get to the point where the roadie, like, yeah, you know, it's like I would drive. Yeah, you know, I'd carry the bags, make sure like make sure all yeah. the arrangements. Yeah, like I would talk to the DJ, be like, "Here's her set list. This is what you need to play. This is how you announce her. These are her credits." Yeah, that's all part of the gig. Like, yeah, and all you do is chill backstage, eat, put, put a, decide on your outfits, and go perform. perform. Yep, that's it. And there were definitely nights where like my client didn't feel like drinking and I had to fucking drink for her basically. Oh, is it, do they give you free drinks? Or well, something? no, no, it was like some VIP, like the, uh, the manager's like, that's a, like one of our big spenders. Like, can you give him some attention? Yeah. So like I rolled over there with her and he's just like, Oh, I got bottle service. I want to buy you shots. And she's just kind of like mad. I'm like, clang. Yeah. What's yeah. up, man? Yeah. Yeah. Help curate the party. I like to drink. I do. I like to drink. So, oh, she likes to drink too. It yeah. was just one of those like she's just, just like she doesn't want to. Yeah. yeah, she didn't want to. And like, yeah, Matt's a garbage disposal for alcohol. Here you go, do it. Yeah, you're drinking like coffee patron. I'm just like I could drink this all night. This coffee has, like, no. patron. It's a it was a thing. Ugh. Do they still make that? I don't even know. What <laughs> I love a nice espresso martini, but coffee patron. Yep, they still make it. Holy fuck! That's a two hundred dollar bottle. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. One of my fans better buy that at one of my feature clubs. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, depending on, okay, it's it's for sale between 
$199.99 a bottle. I don't wow. know why there's such a wild... That's a big window. Yeah, why, <laughs> there's such a wild window on... But yeah, it's Patron XO Cafe. Interesting. But I'm like, this is low proof. I can drink this all fucking night. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to feature. Oh my god, I've already I've already started brainstorming. Like I said, I want to incorporate some like flow and like LED like stuff um, into my shows. But that's about all I have that I want to share for now. Well, you were saying uh, you want to do cosplay. Some cosplay. What, what do you want? What do you think about cosplaying? Oh man, I have I have I have a tried and true cosplay that I really like doing, but I don't I don't know. I'm like. I'm kind of torn between doing cosplay because then it takes away from who I am, like as a performer. Like people know me as the short, petite, blonde Haley Spades. Throw on a wig and stuff, and it's like it's not really Haley Spades. So that's but, my that's my issue with it. Because like I, but like I love cosplaying Zero Two from Darling and the Franks, the anime. Love that. I, I don't know. I I love I love I love that cosplay. Um, and I like and I don't know. I like being like a little cat girl too, like a cat e girl. Um, I've cosplayed as Shiro from No Game No Life you know, from Naruto. And it's, like, stuff like that. But I'm, like, I don't know how big of a crowd... I don't know. Maybe I feel for like, your second performance of a night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I do have two some nights. So it makes sense. Maybe I'm, like, okay, the first performance is me as Haley Spades, and the second performance I am doing a cosplay. Oh, that's, that's a lot of work, though. I mean, but I have Welcome time. to being a feature. I know. I'm, like, I have time, but, like, getting in a cosplay can sometimes take hours. So it's, like, I'd have to, like, kind of, like, consolidate that. In a sense, maybe do something that's not so makeup heavy. Yeah, well, it's just like having to like put on a wig the right way, you know, like doing your hair and like having it like secured the right way. In some manager's office or yeah, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do all that. So I'm I'm still brainstorming with that. Um, cosplay is definitely on my list of things to possibly explore, but I definitely want to incorporate like the flow art kind of thing with LEDs. Yeah. I, oh, man. When Stormy Daniels came to the Penthouse Club, she did an oil show. Clubs are 50-50 on that. Some of them like it. If you put a tarp down. Oh, you have to put a tarp yeah. down. Yeah. Otherwise, a lot of them are like, no. Stormy Daniels like put down a whole tarp and did an oil show. So, like, I could do stuff like that. That's easy. I mean, they're also, because of how famous Stormy is at yeah. this point. They're like, they're not going to argue. Whatever you want. Right. They're not going to argue with Stormy about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I know some clubs are like, no. Like, my first feature, they were like, absolutely no oil, no silly string. <laughs> um, what else? Like, no confetti. Like, the, anything that I have to clean up, don't bring it here. So they said, basically. And I'm like, okay. So I'm going to keep it simple, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first club, I'm like I said, I'm featuring it. I've worked there before as a dancer, only one night. Very interesting club. But is it the one full of Wall Street bros? It is, but but they have three different locations in New York, and I haven't worked at the specific location. It's their newest one. Okay. I, I've definitely been to one of the older ones where one of my friends was featuring. I was just there hanging out. Yeah. And it was just like, everyone has suspenders on. This is so weird. Wall Street Bros. I like them. Hey, I like them. Hey, they have money. Yeah. Oh no, I like them. I like them. And New York has a very big. They got they, they got a big population of men with money. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fucking expensive. Place and they to live like these going days. to strip clubs. So I have nothing against them. So I'm interested to see how it goes as a feature. As as a dancer, it was a little bit intimidating. A little bit. A little bit. I, I bet. I bet. A little bit, especially as my first night. I only lasted one night there. And it's funny, my, my ex-boyfriend, he went there as a customer while I was there and was like, he was just talking to the girls to try and get a feel for the club. He was like, I want to see what's happening that you don't know about. 
I mean, he didn't really find out much. He was just like drinking. He got too drunk and ended up going back to the hotel early. Thank God. Well, also, what house girl is going to tell some random fucking the secrets? Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, good. Go back to the hotel. Let me make my money because I always felt weird. I don't know. I, I never wanted him to be there, but in New York, he was like, I want to come and check out these New York clubs with you. And I was like, fine, just don't tell anybody. He's my ex boyfriend, so I'm like, now I'm like, I don't care what he does. But at the time, like he he was just like, I've never been to a New York strip club. He's like, I've heard all kinds of things. I want to know what these girls offer and do and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. But then he got too drunk and had to go home to the hotel room. Oh, oh, poor baby got too drunk. <laughs> that was him. I used to babysit him all the time. He's an ex for a reason. <laughs> wow, it's not just because he wouldn't live in New Orleans, apparently. Oh no, there's a lot of issues with that relationship. That's why he's an ex. I haven't talked to him in like a year, so. Good, good. Yeah. Like, it's good that you're staying strong and being yeah. like, fuck that. <laughs> it's been a trying time for everybody. We're like, well, I remember there were some good times and like, mm. good on you, no, good on you. I'm good. I'm good on that. I like, I like living my own life. Well, you should, and like, a good partner shouldn't be impeding your life. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. You know, like if there is somebody trying to change you or change your path. They're not meant to be in your life. 100%. Especially when it comes to, like, working in sex work. If you have someone who, like, remotely objects to what you're doing, especially if you were a sex worker when they met you. Yeah. That's a giant fucking red flag and a giant fucking problem. Yep. And it is the tale. Sadly, the tale is all the time in fucking porn of girls meet some dude who's, like, all about it until it's time for them to go to set. And then all of a sudden they're Captain Save a Ho and they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want, I don't yeah. feel right. And like all of a sudden they're a girl, <laughs> girl performer. Like, oh my God, I can't text you while you're on set. Stuff like that. Yeah, I'm guess like, what? If I was working retail, you couldn't text me either, motherfucker. Yeah, you freaking people. Yeah, no, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to enjoy my single life. Like I said, I'll, I'll wait and see if the right person comes in. But at, at this time in my life, I'm just trying to do what I want to do. As you should. As yeah. you fucking should. Yeah, I'm like, let me live my life. <laughs> You're in your fucking early 20s. Like, yeah. If somebody rolls around and they're completely okay with it, good on me. Hopefully. Well, um, well yeah. <laughs> you never know. I mean, that, can switch gears very quickly. I mean, and that's why a lot of people end up dating within the industry because. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of have a problem with that. I know there's some good apples. I know there's a lot of bad apples. And my thing is, if I'm dating somebody in the industry, are we ever going to not talk about work? Are we ever going to talk about anything besides work? Anything besides what we do? I'm like, what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? You know, what are, what are your interests outside of porn and shooting? You know, like I want to have I want to have a separation. That's so fucking important. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people in the industry, I don't know these relationships, but talking to some of these people that I work with. Hey, I love everybody I work with. You guys are great. But some people don't have hobbies. And unfortunately, because the nature of the beast of this thing, most people have a limited window in this fucking industry. Yeah. So a lot of people are trying to make their money as fast and as hard as they can. Yeah. And don't have the energy to concentrate on anything fucking else. And I can tell you firsthand as someone who does this and tries not to just talk about, you know, what you're doing in the industry. Mm hmm. I get performers on here that unfortunately have nothing to fucking say if we're not talking directly about their fucking yeah, career. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I love dancing. I like surfing. I like video games. I like cosplay. I work out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know you're. I like giant traveling. I like traveling for fun. You know, like I have hobbies. I like, you know. Where else have you been, by the way? 
Um, traveling. Well, Mexico is the first international trip I'm taking. Oh. I know. Well, I got my passport right before the pandemic. And at the time I was about to graduate college. So it was 2020, mm-hmm. right? I'm good. I still have half. Um, it's fine. Yes, it is. Um, I was about to graduate college. It was 2020, right? That's when the world shut down. Okay. Yeah. So I was about to graduate literally two weeks before the shutdown, before anything happened. I had my passport appointment, you know, right? No, I had gotten my passport, but I had my TSA appointment. That's what it was. Because I had TSA pre-check. I was like, if I'm going to- Did you get global entry? Yes, I did. High five. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was like $15 extra. That's why, yeah, I had the whole interview. I had the whole interview. Oh, it is so fucking worth it. (laughs) Uh, Believe me. There is nothing more satisfying than watching people wait in a cu- fucking customs line when you just go up to the kiosk, get your receipt, and wave it at customs. It's like, I'm out, bitches. No, literally, like, me going to Mexico, none of my friends have global entry. And I'm like, you guys suck. They don't even have TSA pre-check. They have clear. But, like, that's a different line. And that's only for coming in. Yeah. That's I'm not like, for, that's yeah, not- yeah, I'm like, y'all. <laughs> global entry is life. Global entry is yeah, fucking no, life. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I made sure to get that. But it was, like, two weeks before the pandemic, I... Got my passport, TSA pre-check, and global entry because my graduation present to myself, I hadn't booked anything, thank God. Um, I wanted to go to Japan. Yeah, I wanted to go to Japan. Is Tokyo's my happy place? My audience is rolling their eyes because every time Japan comes up, they're like, oh, here he goes. Tokyo's fucking amazing. I will will regale you with shit off air because my audience has heard it way too fucking much. I love it there. I fucking yeah. love it there. Um, I want to go back, but they're still pretty fucking locked Oh, down. no, yeah. China, but, all the Asian countries no, no. for the most part, yeah. South Korea just reopened. Oh, my God. I mean, that's a good spot, too. That's a good spot. Oh, no, there. no, I'm going to Seoul. Like, Yeah, my this... brother-in-law is in the uh, army, not army, well, military, not army. He's Air Force. <laughs> um, he was stationed, well, like, deployed in South Korea, and he freaking loved it. Seoul is supposed to be fucking amazing and much cheaper than Tokyo. So mm-hmm. I've been to Tokyo twice. South Korea. So if you're vaccinated, get a COVID test before you leave and a COVID test when you arrive in country. Don't have to quarantine. Good to know. So I am going. I'm yeah. Calling it here, folks. I am going to South Korea this fucking year. Like, <laughs> I believe I, it. I believe I'm it. I'm finding a way. I'm. Yeah. I'm going to go get fucking ignorant in fucking South Korea. Like. Oh, drink that soju. Oh my god, my brother-in-law brought some South Korean soju home. I remember he came he came to New Orleans and brought it with him. He was like, "You want to take some?" I was underage. He was like, "You want to drink some?" And I was like, "Yeah, like I do." <laughs> I got two bottles of soju in the fridge yeah, right now. Like, like the real, the real soju or I, the American soju. I mean, I bought it at a Korean market, so I don't know how. Probably Americanized. You can only get Korean, like real, like where you don't know the alcohol content. In korea and it's like it's like regulated there and so i'm like if you got it at a korean market it's probably the american version whatever it, it does the trick yeah but, but the but the but the fun is buying the soju in korea where you don't know how much alcohol is in. i'm down i'm and then people are just obliterated in the streets that's, that's like a normal thing in korea oh and i'm going to, i'm going to be one of those people yes you are i yeah I, I i don't know something about asian countries you know like the culture shock was like what drew, I, and I love Japanese Asian culture, like anime, you know, video game. Like I don't, I just, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm a very American girl, all right, but I love it, and that's why I wanted that to be my first international trip. Japan actually was my first international oh, trip. That's awesome. 
it was culture shock. That's what I want. Oh, is it's more of a culture shock than you'd think. Yeah. Because just it's little things like talking on a train is considered rude there and people just don't do it. Or everything's super early. Every even when we were getting kicked out of places, they were so polite about it that we had felt like we had done something wrong. Because visible tattoos very much have criminal connotation yeah. in Tokyo. And the first trip I was there with my tattoo artist was face and neck tattoos. I didn't cover up. Like we, they don't I, like it. I thought it. I knew it was a thing. I didn't realize how much of a thing. I it didn't was. realize they would kick you out of places for oh, it. Yeah. We got refused service in like ten places over the course of a trip. Good to know. In Japan, wear long sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, we would roll into fucking bars and restaurants, and they'd be like, "So sorry, we're closed. So sorry." You're like, we're- "No, you're not. You got people in there." Yeah, but we'd be like, "Oh, our bad. We'll go." So-. And then we're out on the street, and like, "Wait a minute, there were definitely people eating in there. Fuck." Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was my first plan. International trip didn't happen because the world shut down, but I had my passport, I had everything in line. <laughs> So now that everything's calmed down, I'm like more settled into a place in California. I decided I'm like, I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm going to go to Tulum. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. You said this is being released in two weeks. I'll already be gone. So <laughs> actually, I might be in Tulum, which works out. I mean, by that point, people will know. But I was keeping it a little bit of a secret just because I want to be like, boom, I'm in Tulum. So much for the promotional cycle on it. Damn. <laughs> I don't want to bother you on your vacation to promote the episode. No, Fuck. once I'm there, people will know, but I'm like leading up to it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just like, giving you shit about you not know, promoting like the episode the little, while you're on vacation. It's like the little like, where is she going? Hmm. Mm. She's going overseas. Oh, where is she going now? You know, so I wanted Japan to be my first international Oh, it, it's so good. It's so it, It's in my future. It is. Don't know when, but it's in my future. Right now I'm going, well, I'm going to Tulum. And then in June, I'm going to Portugal. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm going for a music festival. Um, uh, it's called Secret Project. It's put on by Insomniac. It's Secret Project Portugal. It's replacing EDC Portugal. It's all house, techno, drum and bass, and disco. And it was so cheap. And Portugal is a very cheap destination to go to. I mean, your flight's expensive, but your Airbnb... For like five people for like four days is like five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, no, it's the, cheap as fuck and it's whole, nice. The whole Iberian Peninsula is just fucking cheap for it's some reason. It's so cheap. My, have, my festival ticket was only one hundred and fifty dollars for nice. three days. And all drugs are decriminalized in case you want to get real weird. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know the rave lifestyle. People like to get weird. They do. Do you ever fuck around with hallucinogens or anything? Or not LSD or mushrooms? I don't know. Whenever I was like 18, 19, I had dropped acid a couple times, but honestly, I hated how long it lasted. Acid is such a time commitment. I'm like, after two hours, I'm like, man, I got at least another eight hours of this. I'm done. And then you're not done. You're committed. Oh, yeah. So that that's like my one thing with like psychedelics. I'm like, <sighs> time commitment. I'm like, I want it to be over after a certain point. So I dropped a few times, and thankfully at a young age, learned my, I learned I did not like it. See, shrooms last so... I think it's like six to eight hours for four shrooms. To six, four to six, really. Yeah. And then acid is like eight, eight to 12. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Though mushrooms can be eight, because I decided on Monday night that I was going to do mushrooms at midnight, and 
at 8 a.m. I'm like, why can't I fall asleep still? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, wait, what? You couldn't fall asleep on mushrooms? I feel like I feel like the times I took mushrooms, I was able to fall. I didn't take a lot, though. I was I, able to fall asleep and fine. Like, just fine. Acid, though, no. I, I definitely took a little over an eighth. Yeah, you took, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm a much bigger person than you. Yeah, I'm like, man, I would take like a gram, gram and a half. Max. Oh, yeah, no, I I took an eighth, which is 3.5 grams yeah. for the people who can't do yeah. math on that are listening. And I'm like, after an hour and a half, because normally like 45 to an hour, like you metabolize it and you start feeling a, like an hour and a half. And I'm like, I am feeling shit. And I did another stem and cap. And then like an hour after that, I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm lit. Yep, I'm. I am definitely tripping now. Yep. And. Yep. And then I was at eight a.m. I'm like, I still can't fall asleep, and I have a call at eleven thirty. Fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> I eventually yeah. fell asleep, and my alarm went off. I'm like, already. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I learned my lesson very early that I didn't like psychedelics. Like I was eighteen, nineteen. I think the last time I dropped. I th- honestly, I think the most of the times I dropped, I was eighteen. And I think, yeah, the last time I did acid, I was with my friend who it was her first time and I dropped with her and I was in that moment. I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> so, so I found that I've liked shrooms a lot better than acid at this point. Yeah. It's less of a time commitment. And like, depending on the batch of acid, it's like, oh, this is super intense or this is really Nothing. just like yeah. body high. Yeah. Where shrooms yeah. just seem much more consistent. Yeah. Yep, I don't know. Learned my lesson very early. I was like, I'm done with psychedelics. I'm like, maybe in the future I wouldn't mind dabbling a little bit, but like, I don't know. I I, I just hate it. I I don't know. I hated the whole like feeling like, I guess I didn't want to let go of control. I didn't like that feeling. I was like, I was like, why am I like this? And my poor friend, the first time she dropped acid and I was already like, I think it was like my, yeah, the only thing I like dropped like three times before I decided to put it down for good. I was like, it was her first time and she was stuck in a loop. This poor girl. I remember she was like, <laughs> we were in college. And for some reason, we dropped in our um, apartment clubhouse. Like, you know, like where they have like computers and like pool tables and like TVs and like yeah. chill areas. For some reason, we were hanging out there. She was like, somebody would like walk past us. And she was like, they know. And I'm like, no, they don't. She's like, no, no, no. They know that we're on, we're on acid. And I was like, no. They don't. They don't know anything. They're gone. And why do you care? And she was like, what if they call campus police on? I'm like, they're not going to call the police. And she would calm down and then like do it all over again. And I was like, you're stuck in a loop. I was like, you need to like relax. Yeah, that is that is not a good trip. No, she was stuck in a loop. But I mean, she's continued on with psychedelics past that. So good for her, I guess. But I have decided I'm I'm good in that aspect. But I am excited to go to Portugal. It'll be, it'll be my first time going to, like, Europe, that area. So I'm excited and really good music. You know, like drum and bass. Oh, no. And Portugal's, like, are you going to be in Lisbon or are you? Huh? Are you going to be in Lisbon? Um, It's called Porto Mayo. Uh, Porto I don't Mayo. know where in the country that is. It's, like, the beach. Like, the beach. And then I'm thinking about, uh, I know Croatia does, like, Yacht Week around that time. So I was like, ooh, because, you know, whenever you go to Europe, you don't just go for a weekend. Hello. You're going to make like two weeks out of it. Yeah. Like if you're traveling that distance. Well, and it's it's crazy how easy it is to get around Europe. Um, a 2017 trip, I went from Amsterdam to Germany, back to Amsterdam to Finland, back yeah. to Amsterdam, and then back to the States. Yeah. It's very. It's, yeah. You have that mass transport, mass public transport. It's like. 
Well, I mean, the flights. The, and the, the flights. Fl- and the flights. It's like it's like going to Vegas from L.A. Yeah, uh, seriously. Amsterdam and Munich was an hour. Mm-hmm. And then we went and fucking did Oktoberfest, so that yeah. was... Yeah, no, I'm sure that was lit. Oh, my God, <laughs> the beer. <laughs> oh, Oktoberfest was so much fucking fun. It wasn't even just the beer. It was the fucking food was yeah. amazing. I, I mean... It, Unfortunately, your dietary restrictions, you wouldn't have, like, it was a lot of fucking, like, pork. A lot and, of like, pork, oh my lot, god. A lot of sausage and, like, Ugh. schnitzel. <laughs> and, but roast duck was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's, that's foul. You can eat, you can I've eat. I've never duck. eaten duck. I don't know. Ducks are cute. They're rapists. But they're cute. They're rapists. But they're cute. Quack, quack. Like, You're like I forgive rape if they're cute. No, no. It's just, I think animals are cute. <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. So. I'm like, mm-hmm. They're delicious. The roast duck was delicious. I mean, it's bird. You know, sure tastes like bird. <laughs> uh, duck's a little greasier than like chicken. Like gator? Not not gator. Not not gator. Gator's really gamey, but it tastes like chicken to me. Oh, no, no, no. It's like gamey chicken. I, I'm, oh, I miss black and chicken from New Orleans. Like, or black and gator. Chicken. Either black yeah. and chicken and gator are yeah. good in New Orleans. They are. They're, they're so good. Yep. Oh, that's, oh. <laughs> mm. I know. I know. I need to go back soon. Uh, I was going to go for Jazz Fest, but I'm going to Miami and then Tulum. So no Jazz Fest in my future. Always next year. Yeah. It's always going to come back. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those New Orleans staples. You can always you know, go again. Yeah. I just I don't like to be in New Orleans during the summer. So now that summer is coming up, I'm like, see you guys in the fall. <laughs> right. Like when it's, you know, you can actually stand to fucking be here. Even living there, oh my god, oh my god! I would walk outside and like go to like the grocery store, like to Brothers, and go get some chicken whenever I live there. You know what I'm talking about, Brothers Chicken? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about that good freaking gas station chicken that just hits. I would walk there in like a block, and I'd be drenched in sweat. I'd be like, all right, I need another shower. <laughs> yeah, this is part of the reason I don't want to live there. I'm no, like- it's hot. Well, a lot of people who live there, like, they leave during the summer. That's why summer is slow season in Cal- not California and New Orleans, like Louisiana in general for tourists. It's slow. It's too freaking hot. And it's hur- there's hurricanes. It's too freaking hot. And it's hurricanes. Like, you know, nobody wants to be there for that. Nobody. Not even the locals. No, fuck no. Fuck no. That's why I was like, if I go back anytime soon, it's not going to be during the summer. It's going to be September or October. Sorry, even September fam. can be too fucking hot. Still, yeah. I, they have the fried chicken fest during during my birthday and i remember walking there because i lived in downtown me and my ex-boyfriend we walked there oh my god it was so hot we were like drinking you know you know what's too hot and you're drinking alcohol and you're not even getting drunk because it's just too hot you're just drinking all this alcohol and you're like man it's too hot (laughs) yep that's how it was the fucking worst i know but it was my birthday and i was like the fried chicken festival but it was like 85, 88 degrees with, with 100%, 100% humidity. Yeah, the fucking worst. I'm like, 85 doesn't sound too bad until you throw in 100% humidity. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck You're that. sticky. You're sticky. Yeah, it's gross. Can't breathe. It's part of the reason I don't like Miami all that much either. Like, It does get humid. Right now, it's not too hot. But that'll it's change. Gonna get hot into that May, will May. fucking change. Yeah, so I'm like, this weekend's probably like my last weekend where it's not like treacherous. Because it's going to be like in the 90s in L.A. this weekend. Miami, it's like 84, 82. Much more humidity in Miami, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it being 95 in L.A. Oh, especially in the Valley. Yeah, that's why I try not to go there. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'd rather be in Miami. 
<laughs> Plus, I'll be sleeping all day. Like, I'll only be out at night. <laughs> yeah, I'm only going to be out at night. It's not, it's going to be like in the 60s at that point. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. So where else do you want to go Like besides Asia, Portugal? Bali would be Bali. nice. I like tropical places. You know, Bali would be really nice. Even Canada. I, I, I don't know. That's not <laughs> tropical. No, I know. No. But I'm saying like, I don't know, like the mountains and the forests would be really nice. I know Canada has some amazing like national parks and that's what i want to go see there niagara falls even and from canada not from u.s um i don't know i feel like it'd be different <laughs> i if you can do it i always highly recommend cuba yeah cuba no what uh, cuba was rad they just opened that back up right like recently I so i don't know because they have the sanctions and everything so, and the border oh at the end of obama's term yeah he made it so you could directly fly from the states to cuba you still technically can't go there for tourism. There, so what do you go there for? To support the Cuban people. You have to tourism. No, you have to like write an affidavit to the State Department one before you leave, mm-hmm. stating why you're going. I went for journalism. I brought my podcast gear with me. Yeah, easy. But you're not legally allowed to go for tourism. It was rad. Cuba was fucking rad. Hmm. It's not first on my list. <laughs> Let me pitch it to you on this note. Where else can you go in the world that has no Americana that is not an active war zone? Good point. Like, there's no Starbucks, there's no McDonald's, there's no Burger King, there's no... Yeah, that's why, yeah, I don't know, I I want culture shock. Right, and believe me, you can't really get on the internet there. Interesting. So, like, it was 10 days of just being off the grid. Everyone's on a hustle. Like, a wild hustle. We were in downtown Havana... And our Airbnb was a little bit outside town. Trying to get a cab back to the Airbnb. One of my friends who natively speaks Spanish, like, like, oh, this guy will take you. We get in his car. He's not a cab. He's just some dude who, like, taking the money. Oh, my God. <laughs> there were actually checkpoints set up where people were checking to make sure that we were actually in legal cabs. Wow. We had people selling us counterfeit cigars out of their apartment. Like, everyone's on a hustle. And wow. it's a wild fucking place. Interesting. It was really cool. The the beaches were beautiful. I don't... I mean, you eat crawfish, so I'm assuming you eat lobster? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they brought lobsters out to the beach for us for, like, 18 U.S. Oh, my God. That's, like, nothing. Yeah. You pay, like, 40 bucks in the United States for lobster. Yeah. Right. And not for them to set up a table on the beach for you. Mm-hmm. Like, we're at the beach and, like, do you guys want lobsters? Like, yeah. They set up fucking tables for us on the beach and brought the lobsters out to us on the beach. Oh, my God. Like... Nice. And then people just rolling through with coconuts full of rum. Like... Came out to like five bucks US for a coconut full of rum. Nice. Yeah, like it was a rad place. Hmm. Good to know. I'll write that down in my travel notebook. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where like you get to be like, yo, you ever been to Cuba? And most people are like, no. They have no No clue. Yeah. They have no fucking idea. That's <laughs> funny. And like Cuban jazz clubs were really cool. Okay. And we got a bottle of Jameson for like twenty five dollars in the oh club. Oh my god! In the club? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yes, in the club because in the club normally you're paying like two hundred dollars. If you're lucky, three hundred. LA bottle service is like five hundred. Oh my god! Jeez. So like paying retail in the club was like it's like all right, easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And just watching live jazz, fucking drinking bottle service at fucking retail cost. It was. <laughs> I had a really fucking good time down there, good and we had know. an insane Airbnb. So a 10-bedroom, 11-bath house that we were paying 500 a night for between, like, 10 people. Yeah, it's not bad. That's like, not bad. And we had a staff. Like, we had dudes there that were doing security slash bartending at night. 
And then, like, during the day, they would cook us breakfast in the morning for an extra, like, five bucks U.S. a day. Not bad. <laughs> you know, fresh fruit, like, you know, the, I'm, a lot of pork in the diet. But Oh, my God. <laughs> but like, the fact that, like, they're making us, like, fresh ju- juice and fresh fruit in the morning. And, like, oh. I did not realize how much I was going to enjoy being in there. I, I, I had a crew I regularly travel with, and we're like... Honestly, Cuba was exciting to me because I read a Playboy article in like the early yeah. 2000s where like there's something called Restaurante Particulares, which are state-sponsored restaurants in people's homes. So like it's essentially home cooking in people's home. Like, oh, and you just fancy. We're, yeah, we're just kind of like fucking traversing neighborhoods looking because you're like you'll just see a house covered in neon and shit. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a Restaurante Particulare. <laughs> and you just roll into people's homes and like they, they cook for you. Cool. Like it. It's really fucking. I have rad. to check it out. No, for sure. I mean, it sounds like something I'm down to check out. Maybe not like this year, but in the future. Yeah, I don't know what the situation about going there at the moment is. We no. thankfully went like in February 17, so it's like Obama had just lifted the restrictions. Trump had just gotten into office, and we were super was afraid like Trump crazy. was crazy. Yeah, Trump was going to lock it back down, and he did like a couple months later. Yeah. But I was on one of the first direct U.S. flights from New York to Cuba. Wow. I'm going to go to the restroom really quick again. Well, actually, we're going to actually wrap this motherfucker up. We're going to call last call. I have to pee. (laughs) We're going to do the sign-offs, and then you can urinate as much as you like. So in last call on this motherfucker... Haley, where can they find you on the things? Um, So my Twitter is Haley Spades. My Instagram is right now. I just got deleted again. XOXO Haley Spades. My OnlyFans, Haley Spades. Pornhub, Haley Spades. Everything's pretty much Haley Spades. You can find me pretty easily. As long as you have my Twitter and, and Instagram and OnlyFans, you're set. Fuck yeah. And if you want to see Haley at your local club, request her. Yes, please. Now she I'm is so feature- excited. <laughs> she is feature dancing, so she could be in a club near you. Yeah. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the Patreon at patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. And you can find the podcast at and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you.